Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. What is up, everybody? How we doing? Happy Wait. Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Hope everyone is, you know, getting ready for the holiday. Wait, we need some some boots on the ground reporting, man. How was the? Tell us about the airport. How was the flight? How crowded on a scale of one to ten? Okay, so funny story actually. So, I my flight was supposed to take off at like nine p.m. I think it got delayed till ten, um, and then it, it got delayed another half hour beyond that. So I showed up like an hour before my flight but then it got delayed another 30 minutes so effectively i was there an hour and a half and luckily i was because i thought the the media was overblowing the uh, the whole you know it's gonna take a while to get through the airport no the security line was very long they were efficient though i got through quickly even though it was like longer i got through quickly um and then yeah flight was flight was okay okay so not overblown when I'm flying tomorrow morning, you're you saying I should get there extra early. Um, you're flying out at six a.m. Correct? Yeah, I would get there at four thirty. That's what I'm thinking. By the way, the chat's noticing that we got some love for AB in the chat. Actually, I'm not quite sure what it is, but uh, whoa, Patrick Star, whoa, Patrick Star. Um, yes, AB with the 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 mustache heading into. His uh, the one time year he's going to see his whole family. Does the family know? First of all, why the mustache? Well, so we a few of us at Benzinga have been growing out our facial hair over the course of November, doing uh, mm-hmm. you know no shave November, raising some money for, uh, you know I don't even know what we're raising money for. Something though, and uh, I wanted to clean up a little bit because I hadn't cleaned up like all month. So I started shaving like around. And then I just kind of started like messing up. So I had to keep shaving more and more. And so uh-huh. this is what I was left with. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, there are a few people in, uh, in the Benzing office have been doing this as AB said, um, I clearly AB, you know, has no shame. He, 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 has, he, he pulled the trigger last night or this morning. I am terrified. I've been holding out for as, uh, as long as I'm able to, um, I, I don't know how I would look with a mustache. I've never had a mustache before. Um, let me, I would love some feedback. Uh, you know what? Here's what we'll do. If the show today, we got 27 likes. If the show today gets 400 likes, I will shave my beard. How about that? And I will just have a mustache. Is that, is that fair? That's fair. Maybe, I, I think, maybe I, people don't, if they don't want to see it, they won't like the show, which I guess is okay. But. I think your fiance would understand that. And honestly, I got to say, guys, I feel like my, because I'm usually on a nice camera like Spencer, but I'm on my laptop camera right now from home. Yeah. I, I feel like the camera is not really doing it justice. If you guys could see <laughs> this in person, um, you would realize really how good it looks. But right now, uh, you're just getting like my laptop camera version. Wait, Roy saying I should go soul patch only. Roy, that's not, you're missing the point, Roy. It's it's not about it, it it's got to be the mustache. It, it's it's about conformity, right? We're raising money again as Aaron said for for somebody. I don't even know you honestly either. It, it's um, MLB uh mustache or bust. Right. And I did I hear that there's like a photo shoot next week? Did I hear that correctly? Yeah, that's why I need to figure out cuz like 
I don't know. I, I kind of wanted to just like wear this tonight to like make my friends like I'm going to see some friends that I haven't seen in a while. Everyone's home. I'm just like going to wear it yeah. to make them laugh and whatnot. Um, but I was like, maybe I should actually shave before Thanksgiving tomorrow. But then I know I, I can't disappoint Adam Partridge like that. I feel like I need no. to get this ash for, for yeah, the calendar. I, Adam is the one who organized this. He has seen it, the video proof. He knows it's real. But I feel like if you showed up on Monday with no stash, he would be crestfallen. I know, uh, and I don't want to so. upset Adam Partridge. I don't want to. I, I don't. I don't think I would fare well in that fight. No, no, you wouldn't. He's 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 a big guy. Um, okay, so TBD on my stash. I'm ter- I've never had a terrified of shaving this beard. I, I don't want to, uh, but I would do it for 400 likes on on today's show. How about that? Um, all right, we got a big show today, AB. We got a lot going on here. I want to talk about crypto. I want to talk about retail. I want to talk about the other Trump's back. A lot to get to. We got a, lot, a, few, a few guests Wait, as well. Wait, the other Trump's back? Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is news to me. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. I want to talk about Kathy Wood. Uh, our first guest will be in around uh, 20 or so minutes. We'll have Jessica Kaler on from Elite Trading for a few minutes. Um, after that, at 12.15, we'll be joined by uh, Dr. Uh, Dietrich uh, Stefan. He's the chairman and CEO of Newbase Therapeutics, ticker NBSE. We'll have uh, Eric Ebensperger on at 1230. He's got a really good research platform called Zigma. You know, Benzinga Pro obviously is Benzinga's research tool and newsfeed, but just because we have our own tool does not mean we don't like, you know, sharing the love and showing other tools out there. So he's got a stock market research uh, screener tool uh, called Zigma. So he'll be on at 1230 to tell us all about it. Uh, At 1245 AB, we've got some Thanksgiving trivia. Are you ready for it? Woo! Yep. Thanksgiving trivia in the queue at 12.45. Get ready for that. At 1 o'clock, we'll have Nick Shaheen, author of the Benzinga Options newsletter. And then at 1.30, we have Ian Bellina. AB, is that correct? Uh, Tentative. Tentative? Yep. Tentative. Okay. Tentative. Potentially. Fair enough. All right. Well, then maybe we... uh... All right, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. I'm, I'm not worried. Um, so we got a lot to get to today. I uh, hope you all are having a good day. I hope your uh, your portfolios are as green as the trees behind me. No, they're not that green because uh, it's fall. But Okay, let's start with this. Uh, wait, James is sending me a, a question. Uh, yeah, I don't know, James. You sent me an email. I don't know. <laughs> okay, AB, I want to start with this. I was looking at the trending articles today on Benzinga.com. And do you know what every single one of them is about? Uh, trending articles on Benzinga.com. Every yes. single one is about Shiba Inu. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I was going to say crypto more broadly. But yes, every single one of them. The top article today on Benzinga.com by a long shot is this one that I'm going to pull up right now. It's about Shiba Inu, and it's it's frankly not even not even close. This is our most our highest traffic article of the day. Um, people are freaking out, AB, about Why? Shiba Inu. Why are people well, freaking out? Let, let, let's let, let's let the headline do the freak out for them. Um, Shiba Inu has issued a warning to its investors. Oh, that was that headline's from a couple days ago, Spence. I know. And yet, 
This remains the the number one draft article on Benzinga.com today. It's a two-day-old article. And it's our most drafted article of today. So that should drive home. The, this is uh, why I, I was talking about this the other day when we were talking about the crypto thesis into Thanksgiving, that everyone's going to be talking about it, that all these cryptos are going to shoot up over Thanksgiving because people are going to be talking about it and trading it. The stock market's going to be closed. So people that want to invest will really only have crypto as an option. Um but I just feel like anytime it's like so there's such a consensus out there where people are like saying the same thing that it rarely yeah, pans out that way. For sure. You're 100% right. When, when everyone gets on the one side of the seesaw, the same side, it gets lopsided and you all come down. Right. Right. And there are times where, you know, I guess that contrarian mindset like doesn't work out. You know, if you would have. Um, let's see, like when everyone was on the, the GameStop bandwagon, if you were like, okay, this is crazy. This stock's gone up 300%. I'm going to short it. Obviously you'd be in trouble because it went up another 300% from there. Um, so sometimes the, the consensus, whatever, like everyone is, is doing works out. Um, but I just feel like a lot of times that, that it doesn't. And so right now, Spencer, I know you bought the dip in Ethereum yesterday. Let's go ahead and pull up that crypto heat map. Um, and just really oh. see what's. Okay, I, I was gonna pull up the sheep the sheep chart first. Okay, yeah, um, let's do that. Um, I mean, uh, you, you, you know, you know what's scary here, Aaron, is like I've actually been thinking about buying one of these shit coins. I don't, I haven't thought specifics or anything, but like, man, some of these, some of the things you see on the internet are just not good for your psyche. The FOMO is real. And I know Sheeb is down bigly in the past couple of days here. Bigly. Um, bigly. Um, well, you know, it's I, not just Sheba that's down, Spence. Let's go ahead and look at this heat map from Benzinga.com yeah. slash cryptocurrency. As you can see, it's a lot of red out there. We've got Bitcoin down more than a percent. Ethereum down two and a half percent, about two and a half percent. Solana down four percent. Cardano getting crushed down eight point seven percent. Um, Dogecoin down about two and a half percent. The few cryptos that are in the green, we have the crypto.com coin. We have Matic, which is Polygon, uh, Bitcoin Cash, and Axie Infinity. Um, the rest, including Avalanche, which has been a high flyer. You can see right there, if you hover over here, over the last 30 days, uh, Avalanche is up more than 80%. Over the last year, it's up more than 1,000%. Um, but today down about 10%. So if you're like Spencer and you want to go out there and buy some dips, you definitely have some opportunities today. Uh, let us know in the chat, which cryptos you're watching. Yeah. And, and I'm also curious, um, if, if y'all want to put like a, a percentage on it, right? What percent chance do you think the topic of cryptocurrencies or NFTs or something of that nature? I know it's a very broad bucket that it will come up. And, and become a table-wide discussion at your, for those of you who are in the U.S. who are celebrating Thanksgiving tomorrow. Um, A.B., I'm putting the odds of mine at 98%. The odds of what? Of crypto or NFTs becoming a table-wide discussion oh. at some point, at some point during the meal. We should wait all of the, we should wait all of the, the um, potential Thanksgiving topic discussions. So like crypto, that that's a favorite. That's got to be like minus two fifty. Um, yeah. 
Kyle Rittenhouse, I'm sure, is going to come up at a lot of Thanksgiving. Oh, dinners. I hope not. I hope not in mine, but you're right. That's a good one. Okay. Yeah. That, that's a really good one, man. So, okay. Yeah. So, what, what else do we have here? Let's talk it out. What else do we got? We, right, got, we got crypto. Got Ritt- crypto, Rittenhouse, um, gas prices. Gas or inflation or, wait, in general. Slash infl- inflation in general. Broad, broad, broad inflation, inflation. Definitely. Yeah. And, and I'm worried definitely. now because. Uh, like working at Benzinga, I feel like I'm going to go to my family's Thanksgiving this year and I'm going to be seen as like the resident like, oh, Aaron, you explained to me the, the stock market and the economy right now. And I'm going to be like, I, yeah, I, I don't want to be tasked with that. Um, yes. Let I'm us know also... in the chat. What what else are you either worried about or excited about that you think will be a, a talking point? James is saying China, uh, Black Friday deals. That's always a good one. Yeah, that's that's good. That's an easy one, right? Um, here let's let's let me catch up on the chat one second. I was just making sure our guests had our links for today. Um, what are we seeing out there? China? No, I don't know about China. Chicago uh, yeah. violence in Chicago. No, I mean not for in, in my family. For, well, both I, I my co- both my first cousins that I'll be at Thanksgiving with live in Chicago, but so I'm sure Chicago Ooh. will come up. I don't know if it'll be. Manny says EVs. Yeah, that's a good one, Manny. EVs definitely. Definitely. Actually, I know. Maybe not definitely in my house. I'm not sure. Supply chain. That's a good one. That's a yeah, great one. Yeah, I feel one. like that kind of goes hand in hand with inflation. Uh, infrastructure sure. bill, potentially. Uh, Chubbs is saying the historically bad Lions. So, yeah, I know we'll be watching the Lions game <laughs> at, at our family's uh, house tomorrow. So, hopefully, instead of talking about how, how bad the Lions are, we'll be talking about how they got their first win against the Chicago Bears. Hey, here's uh, a sign of the times. Sign of the times. We haven't even mentioned COVID. Super Spackman mentioned it before we did. COVID. Co- COVID cases. Yeah. If you look at the chart, COVID cases are rising. They and, are. Uh, you good. know, of course, last year going into the holidays, that's when we saw the biggest spike. So maybe, maybe that will come up as well. Um, okay. So what I want, because we're not doing a show on Friday, what I want is on Monday, everyone to report back all the things. That became table wide, and I'm not talking about like you know one end of the table, like two or three people. I'm talking about the, the entire table is in on the same conversation. I want to know what topics they were. What? Ooh, uh, we haven't seen this one yet. Patrick Star sports betting. That's a good one. That will definitely come up at mine. That will not come up at mine at all. I don't think. Probably not. Um, vaccines. Hey, vaccines get COVID. That goes that goes hand in hand. Um, I think. Uh, deer hunting stories. Not in my house, but not, not okay. in mine either. <laughs> I have a feeling, Spencer, the deer hunting stories are absent from a lot of uh, Jewish families' Thanksgivings, but who knows? What are you trying to say? I, that I don't know a lot of Jews that hunt deer. <laughs> Me neither. It's okay. Uh, Jay Rice, wait, is the Brooks Bryson match tomorrow? Or is it coming up? Know. You're asking the wrong guy here. I know. I should know this. Um, hey, also. You know what else that we're gonna do today if we if we have time for it? Well, I know we'll have time for it. Um, we teased it yesterday, but last Friday, AB filmed another man on the street. The video is complete. I don't know, is it, is it? We're, we're gonna do it like an early screening. I don't know if it's fully complete yet. I think it. I think it's That's fully it. complete. What? what? The what? file it is complete. The file you have selected is the wrong one. So let me upload. Yeah, it. I know it's the wrong one. Rohan, can you get the right one in there? Yeah, I'm doing it right now. Okay. 
Oh, wait, it is complete. I, I thought we were we had to add some memes in there. I haven't even wa given it a full look through. To, well, you'll uh... be watching it for the first time. Trust me, it's pretty good. <laughs> All right. I did put some memes in there, though, so don't worry. All right. I would say, having seen it myself, it is very good. It is very good. I was very impressed. I was just never um, consulted in like the post-production editing process, so... Well, maybe if you didn't fly to St. Louis, you you, you would have been you would have been consulted. Tiny Pie, no, it's not your bad for the delay. There's, not, it was a very quick do, turnaround. Do, here, here, Aaron, Aaron, do you want to hop off and watch it first? You can hop off and watch it first. No, no, no. I'll watch. I'll, let's watch it live. I'll give my live reactions. Okay. All right. Um, I'm not sure when we'll do that. We'll, we're not gonna do it now. Oh we'll, come we'll, on! We'll, we'll I was, I, then I was excited. I was excited. Nah, we'll do it later. We'll, we'll, we'll do it later on in the show. Back half of the show. Back half of the show. Second hour. Third hour. Rohan, I, I will know. say it's longer than I expected. I remember I, I said to Rohan after we got a bunch of takes, I was like, I think we definitely have enough for a five-minute video. And he was like, eh, maybe three minutes. And this one was like six minutes. So six, six minute I, right I guess on. we got some good takes. Um, it seemed like a lot of the people you spoke to, and this is the last thing we'll say about it uh, to tease it, but a lot of people you spoke to were on some – you know, not entirely sober. It seemed like. Do you think? Ah, uh, that's the vibe I got. All right. I don't know. All right, we uh we will play the latest AB on the street. Yeah, Brett's in... Brett's Brett's right. We need some uh we need some more. We likes need some more that. likes. Definitely, definitely. Not doing it now. Not doing it now. Uh, okay. Uh, so we looked at the heat map, and as a reminder, those of you who are into crypto and into Bitcoin and that sort of thing, you can get free Bitcoin from Voyager. Download their app. Fund your account with 100 bucks. Make your first trade. Use the offer code Zing. They will give you 50 bucks in Bitcoin for free. Um, what else did I want to talk about? I wanted to talk about. Uh, oh, <laughs> nice. That's nice. Jason apparently saw. Wait, is Jason in the chat? He was earlier. I saw. It. Let me pull it up. I have a. I have a trick. You can see if someone's still in the chat if you go to like try to tag them in a comment on YouTube. And I tried uh, that. He wasn't there anymore, but he goes, uh, great show. What is that mustache? <laughs> nice. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. No, I, I'm here for it. I'm totally here for it. Uh, okay. Uh, let's just talk uh, general um, uh, market stuff right now. Aaron, uh, this morning on CNBC, Kathy Wood was was on uh, Squawk on the Street. And she said, she said two things that were of interest to me. Uh, one... She said they are internally testing a new ARC fund that would employ. Well, my interpretation of it is that it was it would employ leverage. She she said it, it was ARC on steroids. That was her exact words. So it'd be like um, a, a potentially like a, a leveraged ETF for the ARC holdings. Yeah, I think so. I don't I don't know. All I know is what she said, which is like they're testing a ARC fund on steroids. How would you feel about an ARC fund on steroids? An ARC fund with leverage. I mean, I, I think if you're if you're buying ARC, you're not doing it to try to get you know ten percent returns a year or, or to try to get essentially market returns. You're buying ARC because you think you believe in the growth stocks. You believe that the fund will outperform the market. So in that sense, I think if you already think that okay, this this ETF is going to be up twenty percent over the next year or whatever. Uh, you could argue that the leverage ETF would give you even, even better returns. I mean, I, I like it having a, it as an option, but um, I don't know. I mean, it seems like 
Um, I'm looking at ARKK right now, Spencer, and it's actually up one and a half percent today. So one of the best days for the ARK flagship fund in, in a few months. And it, yeah, and it's 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 interesting too because it's been like a. I was noting this yesterday as well. Like I I thought it had been a worse year for ARK than it actually had been. So here I'm gonna pull up uh, the ARKW right now on the screen because that's the one that I own. Right, ARKK is, is the flagship. ARKW is the one that uh, that I bought um, sometime before COVID. Um, and here, yeah, I mean, actually, it, all, it all depends on on your time horizon that you're looking at it on, right? I mean, people were were acting as if Kathy Wood was running Ark into the ground and that the fund was going to get blown up and all this. And if you if you look at the year to date return, at least on yeah. ARKK, it's like negative 10 percent, which is yeah not terrible that's, compared to I a mean, lot of other growth stocks i mean if you look at um i don't know that's a great point here that's a great point so let's just compare it to uh zillow and right and we'll compare it to um what's another one like peloton i don't know if she owns peloton but or, or do, do draft kings year to date you know dkng right? like, like year to date, DraftKings is down 20%. ARKK is down 10%. And then if you change the time horizon and you look at the return for ARK over the last two years, it outperforms the market. And if you look at it over the last five years, over the last five years, ARK is up 413%. So that's about 80% a year annualized over the past five years. Now, I'm not saying that I think like, oh, I'm going to go out and buy ARK that it's going to keep growing at this pace. I just think if you have that, if you have those returns for five years and then you have, uh, you know, year to date return of negative 10% and everyone's freaking out, acting like you're this like terrible investor, that it's a little, um, you know, I get it, Spencer. We live in this society. It's like, what have you done for me lately? You know, <laughs> we, we do live in a society. Yes, that's that's true. Um, but it's like, what have you done for me lately? It's not like, right. you you're know, right. if you're a, if you're an athlete, right, if you have two bad weeks in the NFL. That's what everyone's going to be talking about. They're not going to be talking about what you did the weeks before that or the year before that. So it's kind of the same with investing. I feel like we have a very short time horizon of what we're looking at. Um, this chart right here is actually, you're, you're right. It's all about your time horizon. This chart is, is an argument for ETFs in a nutshell. Look what, look what happened to you this year. If you, if you said, Oh yeah, uh, I, I want some, some growth in my portfolio. I'm going to buy Peloton. I, I, I want some growth. I want, I want to invest in the growth industry. I, I want to buy DraftKings for sports betting, right? Or Zillow because the housing market is on fire. You got smoked. Comparatively speaking, the AR, and, and I'll do the ARKK because it's, again, it's, it's the flagship fund. Um, <laughs> comparatively speaking, the, the ARK funds have outperformed. They outperformed their holdings, a lot of them, the bad ones, right? If you owned all of them, you're only down 2% or 13% versus 40, 50, 60, 70%. Yeah. So and Lucky O'Leary is bringing up a good point in the chat about how um, ARC uh, is very transparent with their, sh with their trades. They show your trades, uh, they show their trades every single day, which I think that's one of the biggest, you know, I guess selling points to ARC is they're kind of like transforming the uh, norm in the ETF. You know, a lot of other companies are following this model saying, okay, we should be more transparent where they're actively traded um, ETFs. So I don't know. I mean, I, I still think that 
I'm not a buyer of ARKK right now, but I think a lot of this Kathy Wood, uh, I don't know if I want to call it hate, but I guess flack she's catching is a little bit overblown. Yeah. And people get like always get upset when they say, oh, Kathy, she's, she's just talking to her book. She's talking to her book. She, so this morning she's talking about deflation because that's, you know, her investments would benefit from, from deflation. Um, what would you prefer? Would you prefer someone go on and talk about their book and talk, talk, um, talk about their positions? Or would you prefer someone talk about the opposite of their positions? Because people do that too, right? People come on and, and they, they, they predict a bear market and, and it's going to crash. And they're long, like, like out the wazoo, right? Or they say, yeah, I'll buy, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm bullish gold here. And they don't own any gold, right? People come on TV and lie. They lie. I would much rather someone um, come on and say things that I know they're putting the money where their mouth is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, we got uh, Mitch in the chat saying he disagrees about Kathy. Yeah, Mitch is, no, Mitch, is not, Mitch is not a fan of Kathy. Maybe we should uh, bring Mitch on to a little bull versus bear debate. Uh, yeah, Mitch was just on live trading for a couple hours, but if you want to come on, Mitch, you know, feel free to. Um, Question yeah. mark. Yeah, I, I'll i be honest. I didn't know. Um, what? Wait, what? Kathy Wood had this whole, like, uber religious side uh to her and i'm not gonna say anything about it but i found it very interesting because i thought i you know the way i like pictured her I, I was surprised by that she doesn't seem like a very like uh you know person that would be using like supernatural stuff to to try to guide her trades wait is she into essential oils because if if she is then i may have to just short everything no but but i didn't know this okay. but the I, uh, when she left I'm just kidding. uh i think ba berstein and stern or whatever she said that she got like a message from god to start ark or something and i think ark the name of it is like noah's art you know it has some like biblical reference i don't know either way i i was very surprised by that learning that but i think there was a good new york times article about um her faith but yeah i mean I, either, either way spencer i think if i was if i were gonna go out and I had to pick a side right now. Again, depending on my time horizon, I would buy Ark if I was going to buy it now and sell it in five years or whatever. Um, and then just to put a bow on it, you know, it's not necessarily Kathy Wood's job or any fund manager's job to tell you how you should own, like how much exposure you should give to their to their fund or their product or their company, right? Um, I personally, I like what I did. I've got like I think. I don't know. It's less than five percent. The ARK, uh, the ARKW is less than five percent of my of my overall portfolio, um, and I'm 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 cool with that, man. It was good last year. It's been not great this year, but it's only five percent max for me, and I'm cool with that. If you're someone that went like ninety five percent of your investable cash in ARKK, you're having a bad time. And maybe that's maybe that's a lesson in uh, well, and I think too, Spencer. That. Over the last 10, 20 years, really the last five years, primarily, if you don't have like exposure to growth in your portfolio, you know, I think there have been a lot of people since uh, you know the 08 recession that have said like, oh, the market's getting overblown. I don't want to be exposed to all these more high risk growth names. Um, and it's proven that you you want exposure to growth. So I, I don't really see a reason for that to change. 
Um, you know, we'll obviously see some cycles. We'll see some outflow uh, of, out of growth into some value stocks. Then we'll see the outflow from value back into growth stocks. But out of the last five years, if you don't have growth in your portfolio, then you're not beating the markets. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? And, and Pranky Buzzard, I'm not. I was not saying that it's a bad thing at all. Of course, it's not a bad thing that Kathy was really just. I'm just. I was just saying I was surprised by it because uh, I guess that's just my own biases. No, head. you really don't. You don't. You really don't hear a lot of people like in the world of Wall Street talk about religion a lot. Um, and I, yeah, I, I have no take on it either way. If you are great, if you're not, that's cool too. Um, but you, re you really don't see, I think Aaron's point was you don't see those worlds collide very often. Right. Um, exactly. And so, so as if she needs one more thing for people to hate her for, there you go, everyone. Well, and, Kathy Wood, and, Kathy and, Wood is religious. Have at it. And again, this, the, 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 maybe this is just my bias, but I would assume like a religious, like someone that's really religious and investor would be maybe, um, I, I don't know. Like it just seems weird you know she's like so into growth tech like all these like inno innovative name you know whatever and it's like i oh, feel like a wait lot of a minute I, I see what you're saying you're saying you would have thought she'd be a scientologist right exactly that's what you're saying i got that it because now. she's doing like space you know all this stuff i don't know no i'm kidding got it got um it. Shelly's saying some trades make me religious. Yeah, if I and sometimes when I YOLO a trade and it hits, I'm like that that was divine intervention. <laughs> I feel that way every time, man. I don't know about you. Um, hey, let's bring on Jesse Kaler here and let's ask him how often God in intervenes in, in his trades. Jesse, what up, man? Um, I'll say never. <laughs> um, never uh, have I ever has used uh, religion in my trading, um, other than going saying maybe gosh darn it why didn't that thing go the way that i wanted it to um <laughs> why did i sell too early um but no yeah. today how you guys doing how's everything uh going for you i've been just watching the charts and trying to do some um looking at some setups i was in on that bene trade just kind of a lucky oh, we, thing. We, we didn't even talk about that i got distracted yeah bene yeah that was the other spec that i mentioned aaron oh the, the other spec well the, the word, the, and maybe I shouldn't have said it like that because it's not technically true the way I said it, but B-E-N-E, Benazir Capital, it, what, it got halted on news and it came out of the halt. And then, and, and what was the news? I, I'm going to pull it up in Benzinga Pro. Um, they're, they're buying e-combustible energy. It's an $805 million deal, e-combustible energy. And the manager of the SPAC of B-E-N-E is the it's he's like the same guy that's that's involved with um uh DWAC. that's why i said said it like that um and so where where's where, do you have the chart up jesse yeah i do who's okay, Topher who's grace someone said i look like Topher grace he's sure the either. uh guy from that 70s show he plays eric foreman in that 70s show i was I trying to not see look it. like eric foreman i did i don't do, really see i feel like no, hair no, no. aside dude no but did you, did you ever see like spider-man 3 the the worst Spider-Man movie ever. Yes. Yeah, they, that's the one. Did you see that one? Yes. Because uh, he's 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 the he's the photographer guy. He he's like the bad Spider-Man. When he's, he's like the, the when he's the black Spider-Man. Yeah, right. Exactly. The Venom yeah, that guy. Yeah, that yeah. guy. Did you know also? And we'll move on from this and get to stocks in a second. But while we're talking about Topher Grace, because this was a fun fact I learned in the whole series of that '70s show, Topher Grace is wearing a wig. I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. 
Yeah. Fun fact. The more you know. All right. All right. So look at the B and each other. Uh, so basically, I when we were in the chat earlier, James was in there, you know, with me talking, and um, I have been just buying this slowly because of the. Um, I saw the news. I saw it in similar headlines with DWAC, the DWAC. And when I started seeing it just being mentioned slightly in some spaces, I was like, you know what? I'll take a stab at this and just buy it a little bit at a little bit at a time. And then I, I honestly wasn't in that portfolio. I looked into a, I was in a different one. So when I opened that one up, I was so surprised when I saw that it was halted. So I immediately sold it out of the halt at 1290. Oh, and I was like, I'm out. I was like, I'm not going to play with this one. I got lucky and hit, you know, I was in it like in the low 11s. And then I was watching it today again to say, okay, maybe I'll re-enter at 1133, took a spot in, and then got stopped out because I had a stop out at 1090, and it went down to that 1081. So I, I all in all, I took some profit on it. I, I probably shouldn't have traded it twice, but I thought it was going to continue to go after it took this little dip down, but it didn't quite get a second run. So now it looks you know, like it's trying to hold this 1082 level, 10 in the if it can get above and hold 11 through the day. We might see it uh, get like a day two push to this. I was looking at the 1221, like review off is 1230. Look for that day two push. But if not, it'll probably fail and go back down to 10 and just hang out there. Like all these other stocks do that break from 10. They go right back down there and hang out around 1014 or so. Were you using BNE to look at like DWAC or any of the other ones or not really? Not really. Um, it was, I, I always kind of stay away during the um, holiday season when we have, um, markets closing or if we're coming into a, a weekend around holidays, it just always kind of just doesn't, I don't trade well during those times. So I typically don't uh, <laughs> go too crazy. Um, I look to take some profit off the table that, that I have, and then uh, maybe get into some positions that I, like I got into gush the other day and took some profit in that. I, there's been a lot of moves where I've been getting in and taking profit within a day or two because you know, making six, 7%. I just feel like, why, why get slaughtered? Why be the pig? You know, it, it, it's because your belly is too full and you can't think straight. <laughs> I, I got the, all the dinners. I got to make all the food for Thanksgiving. So, uh, speaking of, Holy food, cow. All right. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, we'll I'm we, we, we won't keep you long then. Uh, what no, else have you been trading? That's tomorrow. Um, yeah, man, do you, th th this stuff takes time. Exactly. Uh, what was the other one? RLX is another one I've been adding. RLX. Yeah, I saw I saw this one this morning. I've been buying this since the um, four dollar range, four twenty, four thirty, and then it finally broke out here, and you see this big volume um, for the average today. Just went. It just went through the roof. So I put a line up there at the five seventy seven where it came back to. It touched it, and then. Now we're we're just gonna probably chop around throughout the day. You know how trading is around noon. We'll we'll see if we get some after hour or some afternoon pushes. But typically, what I've seen with the market that we've been trading in is we get a nice little run in the mornings, and then it really really cools down um, in between that noon to two o'clock hour. So okay, we'll awesome. see we'll see how this one goes. Tell tell us about a loser. Yeah, and any uh, yes, losers losers that we can learn from this week. Yes. Yeah. Um, let me pull up this bad trade real quick because I had it on my list. KTTA. Um, hey, 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 if you're buying this one today, you missed it yesterday. If, you, if you're on Benzinga Pro, you had it yesterday. Tell us what you did here. 
And so yesterday I got in on this one when it pulled back a little bit right here on this green candle. I got in and then basically um, I put in a, a selling point to sell with like 30 cents. And then I thought I put in my stop, but I didn't. And I woke up this morning to uh, owning this thing for around 620 and it's at three dollars and ninety eight cents. So, wow, there's a lesson if I've ever heard one. <laughs> yeah, I was I, I I was trading on my phone, which I don't do a lot. I was I was uh, trying to manage being the dad and throwing out some trades, and just didn't I didn't execute the trade the way I normally would, and just the mistake of over trading, trying to um, get in on the hype, you know, kind of thing. I, I I've noticed that if if you get in these these nice spikes in the pre-market you can get in at a good price and you're up early enough and you can get in on if you have a broker that allow you to get in early then you can sometimes get in and out of these before the market even opens and make you know 30 40 60 cents 80 cents on these you know under 10 dollar stocks and you know so a lot, i know a lot of people are going on a point system so they look for to get a point so when I say 60, 70, 80 cents, some people are like, oh, I don't want to wake up for 60, 70, 80 cents. Well, if you have a thousand shares and you make 800 bucks in 10 minutes, you're not going to be mad about it to take or 600 bucks, you know, things like that. So lesson here was maybe don't don't forget to throw out an order, a Never. sell stop, a sell stop order. Um, that's probably and also trading on your phone is not I, I've done it. We've all done it. It's when and you're out of all, the office, like you're on, you're with the family. You're, we've all like, done it. It's not. It's Aaron does it some sometimes on the show. It's not never. Uh, not always a great thing. So, um, I actually yeah. enjoy some of the newer um, platforms. The way that they, the way that the buying and selling is set up on the phones. Though. I do like the mobile version of a lot of these because it's. Um, where you I use my phone more than I use my computer nowadays so it's it's I'm more familiar with it anyway if that makes sense I, I yeah, think I think it's going to get better um okay what 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 else are you watching today all right we want to I I know James was talk was asking to pull up some stuff um did I just have a kid just coming how did you get in here oh yeah do we have a special do we have a special guest we have a special guest, the uh, awesome. young trader. She she knows what's what's red mean. What's red mean? Down. Down, right? What's green? <laughs> up. That's right. Red, red is means bad. Down. Green, green is good. means up. That's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, Roblox is one that I I really like for the long term. I think that once this. Uh, I don't know yeah, you do know that one. You know Roblox. Yo, how much money do you spend on Roblox? Um, I don't spend a, a lot of money on it. My now my son, I, I guess it is my money, but my son, he, you know, he'll be thirteen next month, so he he uses his money on there. On, I don't even know what he does. Jesse, can you do me a favor? Because this is something I actually like to do. Because I like to get a gauge of you know what kids are like into and doing. And if you would, if you have, if you had kids, if you were an investor with kids, you knew Roblox is like a hit, right? You know that yeah. kids want to spend hours on there. They want to spend money on there. Um, but we all know kids have kind of short attention spans. If your kids move on from Roblox to another game or something, will you let me know? Because at that point, I would like to put a, a big foot on, on Roblox. Yeah. And I mean, it makes sense because I told you last time. Yes. Hold on. 
Okay, can you go get it for me? Okay. Um, the slime's on the ground. So uh, basically, yeah, I mean, I do that with my son all the time. I ask him, like, what do you think about future things? Because he's a very smart kid in there, and he's learning more from YouTube and from watching different people talk about different subjects, and he gets engaged. You know, I watch his, his comments and his profile on YouTube, like what he says and where he's at, what's he looking at, you know, what's he doing. And um, it's, in, it's, it's very interesting because when I was younger, we had AOL, and we were trying to hit on girls on Instant Messenger. We weren't trying to learn about stocks or learn about anything other than that, and my that's just what we were doing. And now my son's like, you know, in there – having really in-depth conversations about like why the games are good, what, why they like these certain things about the games and the graphics. And they like the nostalgic, they like these old, the blocky games. I don't know, understand why they don't like, um, they're, they're like going retro back to like retro gaming. And they like the freedom of being able to create whatever they want. And, and as silly as it is, like I walk in and I see just a bunch of wobbling characters with like sticks and they're just like battling each other rapidly. There's It's like Super Smash Brothers really doled down like this game that he's been playing. And I don't see and he got mad at me because I was like, why do you play this goofy game? And he goes, Dad, he goes, I don't make fun of you for games you play. And I, 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 I wonder if it's like they're reverse engineering why, why, you know, they're going back to the basics, right? Like this game is good because it has X, Y, and Z and it has nothing else, right? And, and the fact that they can learn how to build their own, they feel like they're a part yeah. of it. They're, they can create their own mini game and then their buddies from school can come in and they can play basically, you know, whatever they want, whatever they want to create, you know, capture the flag, things of that nature and, and make their own little games. And I, I, the thing with so Roblox cool. that I want to know, which I agree, Jesse, I do like it long term, um, is I want to know, like, do, does that does the activeness fall off for users once they get past like 13, 14? You know, I want to see like the, the 14 to 18, because I know Roblox is huge from, you know, eight year olds to 13 year olds or maybe even younger than that. But I, I don't know if they maybe like grow out of it once they hit like late teens. So I want I want to get some. I need to do some digging into the demographics of people that are using Roblox to see if people are continuing to use it after you know thirteen, fourteen, fifteen years old. So maybe go into perspective of you know Mortal Kombat One was the very first game I ever bought, and I still own Mortal Kombat. Every time they come out with the Mortal Kombat, I buy it. Every time John Madden football comes out, I buy it. Will Roblox just come out with something new? And usually it's a probably about a 10 year span that I would think that most people get, they get out of the idea of, um, it's hard for them, for me, if, if my, and my friends, we play a game, we like it, we stick to it. Call of Duty, we played that forever. And it's just, we when you get to a certain age, I feel like, like Roblox doesn't interest me. But if Roblox came out with an adult version or an adult game that came into like the metaverse and it was something to do with the future of gaming, of creating and being able to create your own game by say, um, this is just off the off the wall idea, but what if you could go in and you could be with a bunch of programmers building a game and tell them your ideas and they could help you build that game uh, or build you, build you something to go into the metaverse. And I think that's going to happen. I think they have a lot that you sometimes missing the fact that Roblox is an entrepreneur and, um, it's a job for adults. It's not a game for them. So they're creating these games for these kids to play and they're making money off of it. And if they make it for these developers to have a more monet a lot more monetization involved in creating these games and giving them the freedom to build whatever they want and giving them the ass the platform 
to do it on. I think that that you're going to see a lot of kids, my like my son's generation, becoming developers, you know, for video games, and we're going to have a lot of different ideas getting thrown out there a lot quicker than we would have. Where yeah, I mean, had to be voted on or. That's one of the that's one of the best like bull cases for Roblox is they don't have to spend the same amount of money developing games because they crowdsource them. They have kids creating games for them and the games that people are creating on themselves will get better and better. Um, So, you know, definitely a lot of things to like there. Like I said, that's the biggest thing for me that I want to look at before I, you know, make a big investment into Roblox. When I say big investment, I'm talking like three shares or something based on my (laughs) portfolio size. But uh is will these users continue to use it you know beyond so i hear you you're saying that the, the platform is going to keep growing the kids that are ingrained in it now are going to keep finding new things to do on there um and, and yeah we got anthony wilson in the chat saying he's 30 still plays call of duty i'm 24 i've been playing call of duty for like 10 years and every time they put out a new uh, update out on warzone i'll go and re-download it so um you know there are a few stocks that i think have that potential like Roblox does to, to, you know, grow, you know, five, five X over the next 10 years, you know, I'm just throwing numbers out there, but, you know, really get you like great returns. And I think Roblox is one of those. Oh. Then we lost Jess. Then he froze. He froze, but that's okay. Cause we have to wrap anyway. So he's giving yeah. such like a pencil. He's giving me such a, like a, he almost looks like he's looking at me like a disappointed father or something. It's cause he is. He's disappointed. He's disappointed. Uh, okay. well, I hope Jesse I Taylor, he runs EliteTrading.com. Uh, Links in description. Jesse, oh, now he's gone. All right. Happy Thanksgiving, Jesse. Good luck making all that food. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again next week. Uh, AB, we got our next guest in studio. Let's bring him on. We got Dr. Dietrich Stefan. He's the uh, chairman and CEO of Newbase. Wait, what had just, just Jesse? No, he's gone. Okay. Let's bring uh, Dr. Stefan on the show. There he is. Hello. How are we doing today? Good. Thanks for having us. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, we're going to switch gears a little bit, and we'll talk uh, a little bit about Newbase and what you're working on. And uh, interesting, uh, you're one of those companies that um, the the pandemic sort of pl- played into what you were already working on. Uh, so tell us about what that is and 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 how that's happened. Yeah, well, you know, we're a biotechnology company that fits into this category of precision genetic medicines, like some of the companies that you hear about all day long, uh, Moderna and BioNTech. Um, We have an emerging pipeline uh, that's focused on curing both rare and common diseases using a new platform technology. And hopefully we'll give you a sense of that in a minute. But the the goal of this platform technology is to... um, you know, get ahead of the disease by directly drugging the human genome to turn genes on or off as appropriate and halt the production of broken proteins, which ultimately cause human diseases. So in a nutshell, we are able to uniquely drug the human genome to stop the progression of diseases. So talk about what programs you have, because I was reading, I believe Huntington's disease is your primary program. It is, yes. So we have an emerging pipeline in um, myotonic dystrophy type 1, a severe uh, genetic disease which affects the brain, the heart, and skeletal muscle and results in a shortened lifespan. Huntington's disease, which is just one of the worst diseases out there. Actually, your brain dies and then you die, and there's no effective therapy for it. And by the time a patient gets diagnosed, generally, 
they have kids and half their kids carry the mutant gene. And we're also addressing oncology by targeting the most prevalent cancer-causing gene. It's a gene called KRAS that uh, collectively uh, causes about 30% of all cancers and has been historically completely undruggable. And it's why if you get pancreatic cancer, essentially it's a death sentence because those are driven by KRAS. And so those are our three lead programs. But I think it's important to recognize that every human disease is genetic. And I know that is a broad statement, but whether it's the 10% of rare diseases that, you know, the, the rare diseases that collectively touch 10% of the global population, only 5% of which have available therapeutics or it's cancer, uh, which are gonna affect half of us that are alive today. And half again of us are gonna die of it, not to be morbid, but I'm trying to explain sort of the, the unmet need, the global unmet need that we as a pharma industry have not yet been able to address because we haven't had the technologies until today with new base. All right. So uh, that was very morbid. Thank you for making me question my mortality the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, we, so where, where are you just it, like, as far as pipeline here, right? The, tell us about the pipeline. Uh, I know you guys raised a pretty substantial amount of money already this year. So, you know, I, I, I'm imagining you're using that to, to fund trials, but can you tell us about the pipeline. Sure, absolutely. So the, the pipeline is, well, let me take a half step back. So um, in the history of the pharmaceutical industry, we used to pour buckets of random chemicals on cells from people with a disease and hope that literally millions of them and then hope a few stuck and weren't toxic. And then we would go on a 10 year multi-billion dollar chemical engineering adventure with very low probability of success. And that's why we still have so many um, undruggable diseases. We couldn't do it fast enough and efficient enough and why we have to recoup uh, all of that money uh, in terms of drug pricing. And as a result of the human genome and computational technologies, we have a new and exciting uh, set of companies called precision genetic medicines companies that can target RNA. Um, and silence misbehaving genes or reactivate them or even start to edit them. All of those have limitations. They fall into the category of number one, not being able to be delivered broadly in the human body. And so if you have a brain disease, a lot of those drugs can't get there. They cause immune side effects. So your body reacts against them and you can't give those drugs for extended periods of time. They're not really precise, uh, even though they're called precision medicines. They, there's crosstalk between them and other human diseases, and they're difficult to manufacture. And so about three years ago, we put a team, a dream team together of, of uh, leaders in the industry, folks like George Church, famous professor at Harvard and established drug developers and said, how do we create a new platform technology that engineers out all of those limitations and allows us to really become scalable at just picking off and this is the vision, right? Picking off disease after disease after disease in a truly scalable fashion. And so we founded the company and first capitalized it a little over two years ago. So we have a short operating history, but we've raised about a hundred million based on the team and the technology and the IP. And in that time, uh, we've established the wet lab facilities in Cambridge, Massachusetts and in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to spit out compounds Anytime we spit them out against our pipeline indications, DM1, Huntington's, and KRAS, when we dose animals with a patient-friendly route of administration, such as a subcutaneous injection, 
we engage the target, we resolve the genetic disease, and that's well tolerated. So now we're past platform validation. And on the back of that, we are now filing our first investigational new drug application at the end of next year. That's got to be some sort of world record in terms of execution across three years from Wait, power. Real point. fast. You're fast. You said the end of next year? Yes, exactly. 2022. Okay. What exactly t- What takes so long, out of curiosity? Oh, well, um, it's interesting that you think you think that's a long time. Uh, if you look well, at- I, I mean, I, I, if you're if you're already I guess you're right in the grand scheme of things, it's not. But based on the, the timeline yeah, and the progress you've already made, you know, I guess, you know, I think that's 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 14 months from now. It seems like a long time, right? investors uh, actually it's it's probably some sort of world record lightning speed from going uh from a first in class platform modality to filing an ind within three years of, of okay. founding um, generally if you, if you look at companies and just reference al nylam uh 23 billion dollar market cap company took them almost a decade to get their first compound filed as an ind Look at Moderna, you know, uh, with their mRNA vaccine, another almost a decade yeah. to make the progress yeah, that we've made. So, so I just want to put it in context. I mean, we internally feel like it's a long time as well, uh, but um, I think it's uh, I think it's reasonable. Um, and um, and after we get first clinical data out, that's when we really begin to scale the company across different indications. So a, a multi-year story oh, here yeah. is, is is kind of the bottom line. Oh yeah, I mean biotech is a mid to long term play, but these these propose if if that's the time frame you're working on these types of companies, platform companies with yeah. multiplicity of indications, can be transformational for a portfolio. So you mentioned Moderna. Obviously, the company itself has been around for for a little while now, but COVID basically just like turned the the what's the good, the good analogy here. Uh, it turned like the booster on, the accelerator on, and they went like from moving at a normal pace to moving a, a thousand miles an hour. Um, how has how has the pandemic you know shifted your shifted your timeline? Because it, it you know it obviously made uh, brought attention to to platform type of of drugs, which which Moderna also has. Yeah. So. We had an opportunity to get into COVID and, and I think, uh, you know, addressing viral genomes using a systemically administered therapy is something that we could do effectively. Um, but we decided to stay the course, recognizing um, there were a lot of good efforts around vaccines and therapeutics in play and have stayed focused on, on the rare and common indications that we're working on. And so. Uh, we worked all through COVID. Um, we did get slowed down a little bit by some of the uh, leveraged uh, infrastructure that the pharmaceutical industry uses from a, um, uh, you know, a contract research uh, uh, outsourcing perspective, but I would say nothing uh, significant. And so we're, mm-hmm. we're executing. Yeah. Okay. Dr. Diedrich Stefan, the founder and CEO of Nubase, ticker NBSE. The chart was up before. Uh, Dr. Stefan, have a happy Thanksgiving, and uh, thank you so much for joining us today on Benzinga Live. Thank you so much for having us. Take care. All right. All right. Uh, let's go. Uh, we got a couple minutes here before we're going to bring on our next guest. So uh, let's do some some checking on the chat, see what's new in there. Um I saw you guys talking about the virtual metaverse. Okay, so here's my thing on that, right? 
in theory, the metaverse isn't real estate unlimited. Who, who just made, who mentioned Smurf just now? Taylor, Taylor Irvin, virtual real estate. I can't tell if you're being serious or not, Taylor. If you are being serious and explain it to me, because I don't understand, right? I, 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 I just saw the headline that someone sold some virtual real estate for what, what, at what, like a million dollars or something, right? But like, come on now. Let's be serious. Virtual real estate. It's like internet real estate. It's unlimited. And I'm, I'm, I'm interested, Taylor, I, I like being sold on ideas. I like people disagreeing with me, right? So please, by all means, disagree with me and tell me why I'm wrong. I don't see it right now. I really don't. Um, oh, <laughs> Adjum, that is a big difference. <laughs> and yet I'm still not sold. Still not sold. 2.4 million, is that what it was, Brett? $2.4 million for some virtual real estate. How about some real world real estate? I can use some of that in my life. Um, all right, let's bring on our next guest here. Uh, again, as I said off the top of the show, just because Benzinga has our own research platform and market you know, analytics tool does not mean we do not like to talk to other people who have their own tools. And our next guest has exactly that, Ori. Eppensberger, the CEO of Zigma. I'm like 95% sure I said his name right. We're, we're about to find out. How did I do, Uli? Hi, Spencer. You did well. Did I, Thank you. Did, did, for did, did I get your name right? Mostly right? Yeah, it's mostly right, but Mo I'll, mostly give you, mostly. I'll give you a B plus. Can you correct me? Uli Eppensberger. Uli Eppensberger. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Thanks for having awesome. me on. Tell us about Zigma. You know, I, I was looking at the platform. You guys have a, some pretty cool tools. It's basically a stock or it's an investing research platform. So tell us about it. Well, um, well, thanks for having me. I like the intro, right? Uh, you know, so it's, it's very generous to have us on. But uh, so no, no fear. Uh, we are good. We got started as a portfolio tracking platform. So we put portfolio tracking and portfolio optimization at the center of it. So our mission is to build the investing and wealth management you know, solution of the future. The problem we're solving is that investing is complex, cumbersome, and time-consuming, as, as you probably all know. And uh, so we here at Sigma, we develop features and data solutions that take the complexity out of investing. It's as simple as that. So, so like how, for example? <laughs> <laughs> well, we help people understand their portfolios better. So... Um, I, I can see you on the website. You're uh, unfortunately not on the, on the on the app, but uh, uh, if you if you link your account, your bank. Well, account, do, do you want to show us? Do, do, if you want, you can share your screen and you can show us. Yeah. Uh, how do I do that? You uh, can click the little share button on the bottom there. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Uh, and then you can screen. share your screen. I'm selecting my screen. Can you see my screen now? Uh, yeah, I do. What, what yeah. do we got here? Okay. So let me go back a second. So, so this is, you know, the dashboard. So you would link your portfolio. So it just happens to be uh, what we call a guru portfolio. It's Renaissance technology. So what we do is we, we provide model portfolios with the top 10 
holdings of you know some of the most famous investors like Steve Cohen, David Abrams, uh, Dan Loeb, uh, Renaissance Technologies. So here, here's what I'm talking about. So here you have a dashboard where you where we help people understand the portfolio better. So you have, for example, weighted average yield. Um, don't see that really anywhere. Uh, you have you know risk your portfolio risk, and we help you monitor that over time. And you have a couple of what we call portfolio quality measures. So your average ROA of your portfolio companies, return on assets, average revenue growth rate. And uh, for saving the best for last, you have our average Sigma stock score. So this is where the research side comes in. We have our proprietary algorithm doing fundamental big data analysis where we, where we score stocks within the industries. So what, what does that mean? The higher the score, what? The higher the score, the better the uh, the company. So we crunch, you know, a whole bunch of metrics for valuation, a whole bunch of metrics for growth, a whole bunch of metrics for profitability, and and some some more for financial situation. It's 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 it's, it's fundamental analysis. I'm a credit analyst of you know 16 years of his experience. My partner was at, at Ardian Private Equity. So this is what this is our you know this is our background really. So we crunch numbers. Uh, we um, we um, we joined with a you know a couple of very good engineers and, and software programmers, and we're basically doing it now in, in, with a big data approach. So basically, what we used to do in our spreadsheets, right? You know, cumbersome and time series, and then trying to you know pull it all together, adding weights and stuff like that. We just now have the computer do it. So it's, it's big data. It's a more holistic picture, and it's unbiased. You strike me as a Microsoft Excel power user. I used to be, not anymore, luckily. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. Um, it's interesting. It's an interesting tool um, because I, I don't feel like maybe this could be my own my own judgment or bias, but I don't feel like a lot of people, a lot of younger and newer investors, really even understand the idea of looking at the, their portfolio as a sum of all the parts and not just like individual things. You know what I mean? I, I like, like I, I, you know, looking at your site and, and you have a, um, you have a quote from someone that says, yeah, they use Robinhood for their trading and Zigma for their research. And I, I, I don't know. I just, I don't know how many people actually, I, I actually do like, you know, top down portfolio analysis. I think they all should. I think everyone should, but I don't know how many people do do it. Um, I don't know if you have thoughts there. Yeah, I, I uh, well, maybe a fun fact is that the number one broker that our users connect from or to, however you want to see it, is Robinhood, right? That's interesting. So we really get a feeling that people, you know, they had fun in the first half of the year. And if they did well, they kind of like, now what? You know, I made a lot of money or, uh, you know, maybe they grew up, they get a job. Uh, or they, they keep, you know, adding wealth to their portfolio and they're getting serious about it. And at Robinhood, they're like, well, what do I do now right now? You know, uh, I want to do more. I want to extend my portfolio. Maybe I want to, you know, go into other asset classes. Um, you know, I want to monitor my portfolio better. I want to optimize it in a, in a, you know, in a more, you know, solid approach. Um, right. And they come to us. Uh if you look at the, I looked at the Robinhood Investor presentation, the Q3 presentation, and 
And basically, it's it really confirms our hypothesis. You know, they what they're working on now because the, the the Q3 results were really bad is to help you know the the first time investor become like a long time investor. And so they're working that, on kind of the same things, only that you know we we started a little earlier. That's what I want. That like I my dream here is that everybody that opened an account in the last year and a half, two years, and is and had some fun making yellow trades and maybe they made money, maybe they lost money, I don't know. But I I want them all to understand that time in the market is greater than timing the market. And my my fear, my like things that I, I actually think about like on my on my way home and is like people that got smoked on a stock or on an options trade and are think, yep, I'm done. It's not for me. And they did because the people that sold all their stocks you know, after the dot com crash, um, missed out on like this entire decade, or even the Great Recession too. You sold, you sold then. You missed out on the whole next decade, and um, I hope everyone understands that, right? That um, that that that's that's like my mission is to get people to stay stay in the market, even if it means not doing making yellow options trades. Investing can be boring, and that's a good thing. So. Um, yeah, you know. it's it's our mission too, right? We and and the way we go about it is to make it easier for people, right? So, you know, the usual the the, the most obvious example I always give is, you know, uh, everybody knows that they have to own a diversified portfolio, but how many people really pay attention to that, right? It's cumbersome, right? You don't want to check your bank account or you don't want to run an Excel file, you know, to to go back to Excel uh, and and you know update that file every day, right? So what we have is what we call smart alerts. So basically, you see, you, go, you come here, you use a sliding scale, you say, okay, I want to know when my biggest position makes up 20% of my portfolio, right? And then they set that alert and let it go away and worry about something else. And when that happens, we send out an alert. So, you know, we help people be more diversified. We help people, you know, stay more on the quality side of things. We help people understand uh, the stocks better. If you look, for example, our, our, our strengths and weaknesses section, right? Um, so it, it really came to a surprise to us, it's, but it's one of our most favorite p features. Uh, if you, if you, it's here on the left. Uh, it's basically what we used to put on the, on the first page of, our, of the reports that we submit to the portfolio managers, you know, a, a short summary of strengths and weaknesses of a stock. Nice. I it really helps, you know, the less experienced in investors focus on help them focus on what's important for that company. And it helps also, you know, the more experienced investors, you know, to wrap their head around the stock and really dive quickly into what matters. That, that kind of answer my next question was like, what maybe it doesn't, what is your favorite metric, your favorite way to gauge a portfolio? Do you have a favorite metric? Like, like one that you look at above all else? Uh, I look at well. I look at our our Sigma stock scores. Okay, now, but no, that's cheating. Thing. That's cheating. Besides the Sigma <laughs> score, you want to go into yeah. It, it, it's growth. I mean, it's all about growth, right? It's it's about revenue growth. It's about uh, okay. earnings growth, and you just want to have that go up. So this is why we added. This is relatively recent. So we added these mini charts. Uh, so lacking bandwidth. So we added these mini charts. So you can. So you want to make sure that. You know your your portfolio companies that the revenue keeps on going up, not down. If that's if that cur that graph slopes down, you should go like into your portfolio and look who's really which of those stocks is underperforming. 
and and then you you act on it or you, or not, but at least we help you understand it. Got it. So for, for our, our users out here, how, is there a way they can kind of try out the platform or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you can try it out. It's most of it is free, really, and the premium plan starts at nine ninety, so it's not the end of the world. And uh, and maybe a scoop for you guys. So we're like literally days away of launching what we call Sigma two point zero. So it's going to be a complete design revamp. It's going to be much faster. Um, it's it's going to have dark mode. It's something that's been requested very heavily. Um, and uh, once we roll that out in a couple of days, then, you know, there will be some really nice deals that go with that. Um, so if you nice. sign up for people that sign up today, they will get that notification or that email and then they will be eligible for those deals. But like pr pretty much like all of, all of what I'm showing you is, is, is free, right? Um, you can go into the companies. You can actually get quarterly data for free as well. You, if you link your bank account and you can see over here, how we score your stocks right that's free as well but where where you where the premium starts is when you get in there and you actually want to see what's the top 10 in that industry by score that's where you know the, the pay barrier is but there's a lot of the awesome. screener as well is, is free so um it's it's our most popular feature by far because what we did is we we, we did away with you know those drop down menus that are just bottomless so we just picked, you know, a sensible number of, 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 of um, you know, uh, indicators. And uh, even and if you don't want to, you know, use that, you can just use a growth score, which is a, an aggregation of all kinds of indicators that we select. And then you just use the, you know, you just use here the, the ruler box and the results update immediately down here. And um, so we didn't reinvent the screener. We just, you know, wanted to make it much more user-friendly. Awesome. Uli Eppensberger, Zigma, a lot of free features. Everyone should try it out. I'm going to try it out myself, Uli. Thanks a lot for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, I have a guest next to me. I don't know, um, Rohan, if you, can, if you can zoom out. I got Matt Kolb just decided to walk in front of the camera during the show and sit down next to me, which is totally cool, by the way, Matt. I, I, but I don't know if his mic is on. Uh, let's... You, you did tell me to come by. <laughs> oh, wait, put, put the headphones on so we can hear you. Yeah. Yeah, I told you to come on, but I didn't mean walking in front of the camera as we were doing this. Yeah. What's up, man? Let's go. Doing? Matt Kolb in the house. Matt Kolb let's in the house. It. Wave to the camera up there. You're, you're on camera. There we go. Uh, all right. Matt is here because in the next, like, two minutes, we're going to do... Actually, maybe we can do it right now. We have Thanksgiving-themed trivia. We got we had so much fun doing trivia last week that we thought, let's do it every week. So that's what we're going to do. Obviously, no show tomorrow, no show Friday. So we're going to do it today. Before we start that, though, Matt, um, I would imagine you have a couple of stocks you want to talk about. Maybe you don't. Um, I'm very excited about the social media stocks. They've been really? absolutely hammered. Which ones? Uh, Pinterest. Okay. Twitter, um, Snap kind of finally broke out yesterday, but uh, I mean Pinterest. I mean this is the time of year. Uh, it's it's a very women-dominated site, and all the advertisers want to to go towards them. 
So, like, right now, perfect timing. They've been absolutely slaughtered down, like, 60%, some even 50%. So I'm getting constructive on the social media stocks. Uh, you, you know I mostly focus on small caps. So the fact that I'm uh, going yeah. in, into these uh, shows how move, bullish move I am. The mic a little closer. There you go. You can move the mic towards your face. I know. Um, I just hate, like, you know. Um, okay. I wouldn't have expected that from you. I yeah. wouldn't have expected that. That's not, not your typical bag. Nope. A typical bag. But I mean, it's the holidays. Why not talk uh, social media? Appreciate it. All right, cool. Matt's like watching social media stuff. Hey, Enver, are we ready on the trivia? He's he's giving the thumbs up. All right, what do I got to do here? This is weird because I got way fewer people here with me than normal. Oh, I don't got to do the, anything. We're on the thirty-second mm -hmm. countdown. Nice. Okay, so we I think we have like seven or eight questions prepared. Okay. Now, full disclosure, I have not seen these questions i don't know i cannot vouch for them in any way neither can aaron neither can matt i can't vouch for them in any way shape or form um is it multiple choice i'm it's, scared it's multiple choice <laughs> here's the rules you put the number of the answer in the chat that's how you play along well, i don't have it up well you and me can just say it out loud you put the number of the answer in the chat that's how you play winner will get some free swag number one in what year was the first Thanksgiving celebrated? It was it one, 1925? Is it two, 1800? Is it three, 1777? Or is it four, 1621? I'm gonna go with four. I'm gonna go with four too. Four seems like an easy, an easy. Yeah, because it's it's like when the the Pilgrims came to to the United States for the first time, right? They sat down yeah. with with the uh native but not everyone he, nice not everyone country. watching is an, is american we are we understand that you are at a disadvantage tough it would have been four or three for me but definitely four definitely four you guys all right well we're computing the answers right now oh mitch you want to am i too bad, late mitch I, mitch I forgot you were here i'm sorry am i too late oh, i'm so sorry mitch i forgot you were even here no worries. Uh, uh, yeah, for shame, a couple of you non-Americans, for shame. All right, uh, Matt, you want to read the next question when it comes up in two seconds? Sure. All right, here we go. How many turkeys are prepared for Thanksgiving in America each year? Interesting. Wow. 40, well, 46 million. I, I got something. There's 330 million people in the world. Or four, in the 46 States. million, 3 million, 15 million, or 120 million. Wow. That's a tough one. Well, what do you think is the average people at one Thanksgiving dinner – so we can use your your overall population. So what was it? Three. You, you said three hundred thirty. I think three. You know, that's about how many Americans are divided by maybe what, three seven? or four. Or... Mm. I was gonna say seven. I went I with four 10. because I, I one twenty five is a little less than half, and I feel like even that's kind of. I'm gonna go with one. I'm gonna go with one. Forty six million. Yeah, I'm gonna let's go, go with the one. million. You're saying fifteen. He's saying three. Aaron's saying four. Mitch and I are saying one. This is a good question. We got some dis disagreements. 46 just seems way too high. But then again, you could do two or three. <laughs> so Wait, 46 seems high. Someone, Aaron said 125, didn't he? I said 120. That's insane. Oh. There's no way. 46! Mitch and I! <laughs> victorious! <laughs> wow. That's a lot of turkey. And the price of turkey a lot of turkey. is insane. Hey, guys, I got to tell you something. My favorite dish, and I posted this on Twitter, is lamb shank. So I haven't been Ooh. back to Detroit in two years outside of one quick visit. And so I go into my favorite restaurant, Pegasus, 
And Still the, around. Real yeah. fast, where is the Macy's Day, Thanksgiving Day Parade held? Go, finish your story. Oh, All this right. should be easy. Yeah, yeah, you guys do this one. Yeah. This is like a story about inflation. I'm shocked. Okay. Okay, I, I used to get lamb shank for $17. It is now $26 in a year. I mean, think that's 50% inflation. The, the, my buddy told me the cost of lamb has gone up 100%. For the Fed to say there's no inflation, half <laughs> them. No, 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 no it's only like Okay, time out. I'm not... Not to not, not to be a Fed apologist, they're not saying there is no inflation. They're saying it's transitory, which is complete bullshit. They're <laughs> uh, they're right. they ruining it for the people that don't have the money. And I am going on this show, and I'm upset. And they better do something quickly, even if it ruins the stock market and Dogecoin. Okay, we need to. Oh, help you out see that? America. You see what I did there? No, what'd you do? You don't see my pointing. Yeah, New York City. We got you. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's easy though. Come yeah. On. All right. Every, every year, the the Macy's Day Parade is held in. in oh, we had a true false question. Mitch, read us the question. All right. Thanksgiving is the biggest travel day of the year in the United States. That's true. gotta be true. False. Wait, is it saying the actual false. day? Is it yeah, saying the actual, actual day? day? Nobody travels Thanksgiving? on Thanksgiving. Oh, excuse me. I'm traveling on Thanksgiving. You're, you're one of a million because you it's, see, it's good catch cost. there, AB. It's because it's very low cost. That's why I spent. No, I'm going true. False. Well, I just want to know if the question is referring to the actual Thursday of Thanksgiving. Yes, yes that's what it's, it's referring. I mean, I'm sure. interpreting that to mean that. That's right. Well, at least from the question, we'll go with that. I'm going with true. It's got to be. It's got to be. What what is what else like what New Year Christmas the Eve? day before Christmas yeah no it's yeah, the, the day say like two days Christmas. before Thanksgiving or two days before Christmas or New Year's we're not we're, we're, hey listen we're not all like Aaron Bree we can't all afford flights on a Tuesday all right <laughs> <laughs> he, he must come from some of us have it. to fly on Thursday it is what it is all right some of us are not flying out some of us hey it's Jeez. true yes oh that one was split though that was, was split. split. I'm calling BS on that. I am too. <laughs> How do they prove that? The first Scam. Thanksgiving lasted. The first Thanksgiving lasted two days, three days, mm. one day, or four days. This has got to be a trick question. Uh, I'm feel, actually no. I'm actually going to go with three days too. It's got uh, yeah. Uh, it can't be. It's not. It can't be one, right? There's no way it's one. Why? Because if it's one, then they wouldn't. They, they wouldn't be a question. It wouldn't be asking. I'm going one. I'm going one. That's some good logic there, Spencer. Three. I'm a contrarian. All right. I'm also going to go with three. Three seems. No, I'm going with one because I'm a contrarian. Three seems reasonable. Aaron? I went with two days. Two seems reasonable, too. I think two they all seem reasonable. Eating, one day to recover together. Let's like all like just. Jonas asked, Jonas asked why the days don't match the numbers because screw you, Jonas. That's why. We're trying to make things confusing for you. Oh, it was three. Boom. Look at that. Wow. Fun. Nice. Money Mitch. New effect. How'd you know that, Chubbs? Well, <laughs> hey, Chubbs is in the office today. He, maybe I'm he'll come sure on camera he knows for two the, seconds. The story. Really? The story. Oh, of Chubbs actually contributed here? How many calories are consumed in the average Thanksgiving dinner? I'll take the over. 500. I'll take the over. 6,000. Yeah, I'm going to go two. Actually, that is very high. I'm going to actually go four fifteen hundred. I'm going to take the low side on no this. No way. Dude, 1,500 is a day's worth of calories on a, in a normal diet, and yeah, that no, ain't 2000, it. 2,000. 2,000. But we're talking about a dinner. All the wine. Think about it. You drink Dude, five glasses of I'll wine. I'll take the over. Is this pie included? 
I'll, I'll take six. I'm taking 4,500. Six is insane. Oh, 6,000 6, calories. 6,000 calories. Think about it. Wait, 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 no, think about it. When you, when you add the alcohol and when you add dessert, not even dinner, alcohol plus dessert itself is like 2,000. 2, Easy well, 2,000. Not everyone drinks five or six drinks like you and I. Okay, but that's not even including <laughs> dinner. Then you add dinner on top of that. And then you add, and then you add second dinner. Right? Let's Boom, go. Baby. I finally got Four, one right. 4,500. Yeah. That's insanity. Do, do, we, do we not all do second dinner? Uh, maybe not. Um, <laughs> this guy said second dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, which character on the TV show Friends once got his or her head stuck in a turkey? Was it Ross, Phoebe, Joey, oh, or Chandler? Right, so I, I don't watch this show, but it's got to be Joey because he's like the biggest idiot of the group. Um, guys, I'm trying guys. to think. I know this sounds funny, but wait, wait till I show you guys something in a second. Okay, I'm, I'm, pre- I don't actually remember. It's been so long since I've seen it. I agree with um, Matt. I don't know for sure, but I, I feel like it's just got to be Joey. I, f- I feel like I feel like it was Ross. I'm I can't answer this because I'm going to cheat. Okay, don't cheat. I feel like look, it's got to be. Uh, look at my look, Twitter. Look. I just tweeted this out. Ah! Yeah, but, yeah, but she's not. That's not an answer. That's not an option. Put it up. I'm trying. That's not an option. Wait, what's not an option? Cor- there Cor- was someone's head. In he, he just showed Monica. That wasn't an option. Wait, show, show the... Pull no, show I the have it. Again. I have the That's Monica. That's Monica. That's not an option here. How do you How know, do you know that based Monica? off of that body? Because I've seen the show! I mean, <laughs> she is hot. Yeah, yeah, you you know why Spencer knows that's oh, so, Monica. So a big a big friends viewer in our chat said it's Joey and Monica. And Monica. Oh, excuse Ooh. me. All right. So where did it, it actually was Joey? It was Joey. Okay, apparently. I'm a winner. All right, what city calls itself the pumping capital of the world? What the heck? Yeah, it's Chandler. <laughs> it's not even Joey. California, that they probably don't even allow pumpkins based off of their regulations. So let's throw that one out. What? What'd you say? <laughs> just being. <laughs> I've never. I lived I'm, in California. It was just. Oh God. I've never heard of any of these places. I'm going to go with Michigan because we live in Michigan. No, I'm going to go Illinois. Isn't this more yeah. of a Hall- Halloween ca- question? Who? Doesn't love a pumpkin pie. I, I actually don't. It turns out we made what? it last year. You don't it's, like yeah, pumpkin pie? We, my fiance and I made it last year, and then we realized, wait a minute, neither of us actually like this thing. So <laughs> we didn't really eat it. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I don't like pumpkin pie. Sorry. Come on, Morton. Come on, baby. Hot take. Hook it up. Maddie Ice noting Illinois has farms. So does Michigan. Boom, baby. <laughs> Let's right. go. I knew Good it. Job. I'm Good on job. a roll You're now. killing it. You're killing Everyone's it. Everyone's leaving California. Everyone's leaving California. <laughs> you know taxes. I, I can't live there just based off the taxes. Yeah. Is this? A, oh, that was it. That was the last one. Jeff Gallagher. Is that right? Jeff Gallagher. Congratulations. You are this week's winner. Send so, us an email. Send, Jeff, send us an email. I'll put the, the email up on the screen. Shows. I didn't spell Benzinga right. Shows at Benzinga.com. Bada bing, bada boom. Wait, I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna give him a free Benzinga Pro. Uh, dude, dude, <laughs> Culp, Culp, those days are over. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's. You know, we let's, don't do that anymore. <laughs> I know I don't, but I, hey, I'm here. It's my, I'm the show. Shows at Benzinga.com. Jeff, congratulations. Email us. We'll send you some some swag. Free marketing. Mo, so, Mo, so, yours is your swag's on the way. Give it a minute. We use a a print on demand service. So they first got to print it, then they got to ship it. Wait, wait, who are you talking to? Mo oh, Transit. Mo? He won last Friday and is Mo, yeah, Mo. It's it's in transit, man. It's it's dude, supply chain. 
Yeah, don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry, Mo. You know how it Stop is, Mo. Away, bro. You're in the spreadsheet, and your column is checked off, which means that AB sent it. So I promise. Um, well, I'm actually hope you guys having, had fun. Having one of these on Thanksgiving, a nice little pumpkin THC pie? edible that I'm oh, getting. THC? Yeah, it's a pumpkin pie edible. It's literally a pumpkin pie. It's beautiful. That's beautiful. Hey, real fast, uh, before we bring on our next guest, let's go around the horn. Let's, let's name our favorite Thanksgiving side dish. Mm. Who wants to start? I'll do. I, I like the cranberry. Really? Well, I, I like it that. like in tangent with everything. Like I like it. I've never bite. liked that. I like never it in a bite that. with the mashed potatoes, turkey stuffing, and then the cranberry all on top. And then my other favorite thing is the day after Thanksgiving, making sandwiches with like stuffing, turkey, cranberry. Oh my god, it's so good. Not a side dish, but I load everything up with gravy. Just take it, and just keep slapping it on. Interesting gravy, cranberry sauce. I'm I'm a stuffing guy. I'll eat. I'll eat like all the stuffing. I'll pass up on 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 all the other things if it means I get a little bit more stuffing. So I'm all about that stuffing life. Mitch, what about you? Well, uh, since I already said one, I'm gonna go with cornbread here. Ooh. Hidden hidden trick right here. Cornbread. Cornbread. I, I okay. Love me a little side of cornbread. A little okay. southern in me. What can okay. I say? I dig it. I dig it. I'm you, from the south. You're not. Florida is not the South, man. It is the Florida. South, man. No, no, it's not. Florida is like Southern New York. How is Florida not the South? Because right? let them know, Matt. Wait, wait. Where in Florida are you from? Are you from? It Mitch? doesn't matter. No, I'm not going to say matter. that. We're it not going to say all that. What? Okay, fine. Because okay. Spanish. Okay, bro? fine, fine, fine. South Florida, South Florida <laughs> is not the South. I'll give you Northern Florida. Hey, you know, pretty the, much the, everywhere the, outside of like Miami. Just because they roast pigs for thanksgiving don't mean they don't know about it okay that's like michigan not being in the midwest I'll, I'll give you the, the all right the, the majority of the state but most people in florida live down by miami or in the the that area right and that ain't the south i'm sorry that's southern that's south new york is what that is because all because <laughs> like, it is because all the new yorkers retire and move down there shelly knows i'm an island boy wait maddie ice mm-hmm He's. I, I'm not. i never. I've never said Missouri is the South. Missouri is Midwest. I'm not. Yeah, Missouri ain't Missouri ain't South. No, there are parts yeah. of Missouri. Like if you get down to Southeast Missouri, like by Cape Girardeau, then you're. They're in the SEC conference. That's true. Southeast. Yeah. I don't know. I, anyone who tries to argue about Saint or about uh, Missouri being from the South is wrong, unless you're like specifically talking about uh certain parts wait so missouri definitely in the midwest michigan is is midwest too right we're that's what we're considered the midwest yeah we're, we're considered yeah. We're, we're but we're like we're so far we're really from... mid-east that's true mid-east is that a thing mid-east we're in the eastern time zone it's not that's... but i'm calling it it's true M- michigan is i didn't know that when i moved here that was a fun, that was a fun surprise eastern time zone um but you were already in the eastern time zone in maryland right right new, well, new jersey yeah and i was like hey great same time zone for me Awesome. Uh, all right. Matt Kolb, you want to hang out with Nick Shaheen? Nick, Nick's coming on the show. Sure, why not? All right. We got Nick here um, lurking in the background. Um, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, smash the like for trivia. That hey, was fun. Follow me on Twitter, MSUMAK. Okay, MSUMAK. Let's talk options here with, with Nick Shaheen. The oh, author. It, what? What? What's I up? was just going to say, I. Uh, 
I saw a, uh, a tweet from Matt last night, like in the wild. Like it wasn't because I was following him. I like opened a tweet, and you know how you can see replies. So I opened yeah. this tweet that I saw, and then saw one of Matt's replies, and I was like, "Yeah, I know that guy." Was it embarrassing? No, no, it was a tweet about stocks. Some guy posted all the returns for like uh, all, all the big high flyers. So dude, like, DraftKings, Peloton. Dude, that 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 went viral. That was on pre market prep before it was everywhere else. I'm just saying that tweet because I saw that before anyone else did. Well, who was who was the guy who tweeted it originally? His name. I don't know, up. but the guy who tweeted it copied it from someone at Wedbush. Okay, obviously they do the work. Well, either way, someone else replied on it and was like, now post the returns of good stocks. And Matt was like, these were all high flyers. But I kind of agree with the person that was like, post the return of good stocks. If you're just posting the return of like Peloton and some of these other companies that just happen to go up like 100% during the pandemic, that's not very indicative of like the overall markets to me. True, to to true be down 70 or 80%, come on. I mean... It's just it's, there's been a lot of pain outside of Apple, AMD, and Nvidia, and, and Tesla. So I mean, this thing is looking really, really scary from uh, from the majority of people that have been chasing. Well, so, if you're, uh, it, it looks scary if the, if you're following if you're if you're following into those stocks. Like if you, if you bought Peloton at like its high of like one hundred and twenty dollars, <laughs> you you should know that if you're buying a stock that's trading that uh, you know high compared to the company's revenue yeah. or sales, that there's a good. Let me, let me explain something. So every portfolio manager, they us. need to outperform the benchmarks. If they don't, I mean, most people could just buy the Qs, which has been the outperformer. So you need to be in those stocks to outperform the Qs or you can't get paid or you get fired. So the fact that the only good stocks are the Qs, like the Qs must be crushing the majority of managers and all their bonuses are based off of outperformance. Tough life. It is tough life. I mean, come on, that's, that's... <laughs> let's bring on Nick Shaheen, author of the Benzinga Options newsletter. Nick, what's going on, man? I'm enjoying this conversation. So don't ask me for directions. I'm a foreigner. Uh, I, 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 I grew up in East Beirut. How about that? Is yeah, that is that good? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Nick, before I forget, what is your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? He just said he's from Corn, East Beirut. Cornbread. No, but he's he's. No, I'm kidding. He obviously. <laughs> Cornbread. Cornbread. Okay. Yeah, that Fair that enough. that holiday I adopted real quick. See, see, I'm, <laughs> I mean, food, right. eating all you can eat. Who doesn't want to do that? That's you exactly know? it. That's exactly yeah. it. All right, um, Nick. I know you're always watching options. Uh, you're always making trades. Always watching the market from the options side. What are you seeing out there? I feel like I'm seeing. I don't. Maybe this is not the case. It just feels like it is. I think I'm seeing a lot more nervousness than I than I, than we're used to. Heading into so the holiday. you guys nailed it. It depends what you're long. That's so true. the statistics look, we've never been higher. How come my portfolio is down? People are asking, right? So, so we've never been higher. So it depends what you were long. Um, I'm still waiting. If you if you get my write-ups for weeks and weeks and weeks, I was waiting for confirmation from the small caps. So the indices are not going to take off without the small caps uh, joining them. And on a weekly basis, they've been stuck in a range. Finally, they broke through it, but now they re they're retracing the area. Amazon did something similar. Uh, Amazon is trying to break out to 4,200. Yeah, don't fall out of your chair. <laughs> it's doable even by February, but wow. they have to confirm the weekly breakout because it, it would do what NVIDIA did. You know, they rallied, they went for months or weeks this way. And when you take off from that consolidation zone, you're going to 
bum rush the bears and just go almost as long as you 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 went to get there. So technically, I wouldn't short the markets for that reason. But I need the confirmation from the from the um, small caps and like today, the RTY two three two three three zero or higher would release the SMP above its forty ninety five and a half futures from yesterday high. But then will that happen before an hour from now when the Fed minutes come out? So intraday, there is a trade or two or three. Actually, we did it and it was we nailed the SPX bottom this morning and Apple, two separate trades. The SPX first level paid out. And if somebody wants to take the second leg, it's unfolding right now. And the upside from that is um, SPX, I think I shared to take a sh short term trade that uh, expires today at 47.05, which is totally doable and it cost 50 cents this morning. So it, 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 it would pay you, um, you know, $4.50 in options terms. That's a huge win. I just want to comment uh, or repeat Poly Knight's comment in, in, in the, from the Twitch chat. The stream right now is a perfect evolution of beards. You got clean shaven on, uh, on the right. You got a little bit more scruff. Clean shaven. That's like rare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I told I, you I'm from Beirut, so I can grow one in like an hour. Right. Nick, do you want to show us your, show your charts and tell yes, us what you're yes, looking at? I'll share my screen. Okay, awesome. Is that what you're asking uh, me nicely? Yes. Uh, and then someone asked in the chat, um, Jonas asked if the market closed early. No, full day today. No market tomorrow. No Half slacking. day on Friday. No stock market tomorrow. Half day for stocks on Friday. Market closes at 1 o'clock Eastern in the U.S. Can, can you see it? Can you see it? Yeah. Yes, I can. Oh, yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Okay, so this was a setup I was sharing. So today, what do I do, right? So the, the, the indices have never been higher. What do I do? So if I'm right and the small caps are going to confirm the breakout and the markets are going to take off another 5 to 9% from here, then I should look to buy dips in stocks that have been beaten down, um, good stocks that have been beaten down. So Twilio was on the list. The XBI was on the list. Gold, maybe. Maybe it depends on your dollar. I closed my dollar long today. I've been long it for freaking weeks, months, actually. And, nice. <laughs> and finally, it broke out and paid me something. Uh, so taking the opposite of that, if I stayed long, I would have definitely went long gold on the dip based on this is just level trading. So, so we're looking at, um, the bottom yesterday from Twilio it's tradable. If I take a long here, I would stop out immediately. So I don't find out how far down they want to go. This one moves really fast. So the setup would be two ways. If you do options, of course you can buy shares and this one, you know, this way you eliminate the time factor. But if you want to use options, I would not buy naked calls, although they would pay you really fast. But you get one day wrong and you're out 30% of your money in this stock, maybe even more. Uh, so a debit call spread to capture a move like this would be fine. Um, like a even at 300, 310 for January, the expiration is like the 21st of January. That's the monthly contract. Yeah. If you just buy a stupid debit call spread, it costs you under $3. The maximum it can turn into is a thousand dollars so one contract costs you three hundred dollars to make seven hundred if it does indeed recover uh, so where do i exit i would start trimming pretty quickly and leave or re-engage higher at the breach of 316 because then this one has the habit of just exploding out of nowhere 
but I would definitely trim along the way. There's going to be heavy resistance, especially from the volume profile. So I don't take it for granted. So I book early and then I don't mind seeing something rallying without me. The markets have never been higher. I can't take anything for granted. This whole show could turn into a disaster in no time, although it's unlikely. There's just too mm. much money in the economy. I'm not your that, typical guy that listens to pundits yeah. out there. They're all full of, can we cuss? <laughs> yes, <laughs> They're all full yes. of hot air. No, no, you yes. know, <laughs> tell us how you really feel, Nick. It's okay. You, you can cuss. Well, I promise I'm, you won't I'm be a, in trouble. I get upset, not upset. I get heated, heated. That's the proper word. Uh, when they start spewing generalities. Typically, seasonality this, usually that. What is freaking usual about this environment? Nothing. Ditch all these old statements of typically this happens. Seasonally, this is a, there's nothing normal about this setup. So you have to trade one tick at a time, one chart at a time. So um, this was one, the XBI was one, believe it or not, wish first thing this morning, I was like, something's going on with Wish, right? Yes. So I took pennies worth of a risk on that one. I haven't looked at it, but I'm pretty sure it's green because then it moved quite a bit. Um, Teladoc yesterday, I, <laughs> so we took longs. It exploded in our favor. Let's see here. Let me go to daily. Maybe I can show it. Uh, okay. and But then I don't want to forget just because in invert, Invertiendo asked if you could just repeat the Twilio setup, but but do do Teladoc first, and then just we'll repeat what the Twilio setup. Okay, is. so Teladoc is a company that's controversial. Some people think it's fake, like Nikola. So, uh, uh, oh, no, no, I'm not, sorry, wait, I'm thinking wait, of the wait, other wait, one. Wait, 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 so they reported a strong earning uh, report, but, quote, they missed on estimates. Meanwhile, the growth is there. I don't care about the estimates because it's somebody's opinion. So between facts and figures and somebody's opinion, guess what? I'm going to side with the facts and figures. So I bought the dip and shared it um, immediately on and then immediately gave us all of this. So I booked some profits and left some longs. And then this happened because the next day they came out with a headline of dilution a 300 million, whatever, it dropped 10% overnight. And then the same headline came out like a day or two later out of nowhere. And then it dropped another five or 10%. So it was a painful trade. And uh, yesterday, somebody asked me, what about Teladoc? I said, if you're not long, you could nibble. But if you're long, I wouldn't add because we don't know anything new. We think it's the 300 million dilution, but I'm not certain. So if you start this is clearly a decent entry point because of all the pain that has already happened. But if the market's correct, there's no reason why this shouldn't go lower. And look left to um, March of last year. I mean, this is a significant candle set. And they got there on stock dilution news, supposedly. The market's the, value Teladoc at zero. They made an acquisition at the high from Livongo. It's not right. worth less than what they paid for, <laughs> for that right. company. That's insane. Right? And then you look at the yeah. facts and figures. This is a PL. You can't lie, right? So 233, 420, 550, 1 billion last year, 1.8 run rate billion this year. So whatever honeymoon period they had last year from the COVID lockdown, they're still carrying some momentum forward, right? So a lot of that is not accretive though, because they did make that Livongo purchase. Okay. 
We'll see. I mean, I, I'll, I'm trading what's in front of me, and the price to sales is okay. Also, probably messed up by the purchase. Nevertheless, it's, it's cheap it's now. A, the stock it's is attractive. Cheap. Yeah, it's attractive to me. So that those were my comments. So there are a lot of individual setups like this, um, but you can't go all in because you don't know what the collective is going to do. So if you look at the S&P on a weekly basis, this, if mom comes over here and she's almost 90 and she says, I want to invest my money in the stock market. And I'll say, mom, <laughs> maybe this is not a good time to get started. You would say, mom, go back to bed probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, it would be best to pick ones that have already lost a lot of froth. So they have less to lose. So yesterday I issued a video with K-Web Long. I said, okay, so you're trying to catch, you're trying to catch Baba. Yeah. And Baba just lost its, if you're able to talk me into this, I'm going to be That's upset. Pain. That's pain. Okay. So Baba lost his shit yesterday. Okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, it yeah. should have held this and it didn't. Although it's a bargain, it's priced like a freaking bank. Okay. If you look at the statistics, it's priced like a bank. So either I'm missing something completely big or, you know, anyway, if I, if I wanted to catch that knife or, uh, you know, any other, um, the FXI, I didn't like. So I went to K-Web. I was like, okay, what about K-Web? K-Web and Baidu still look relatively better shape because here, what's the bottoming process? Because by the way, the bottom should only be a process, not a V bottom. So you're falling out of control. The bears are in charge. The machines are selling every pop. If you look at it, every pop got sold. Every pop got sold. Every pop got mm -hmm. sold. Mm -hmm. And suddenly the first step of bottoming is to stop making lower lows. And they've spent quite a few months now with no lower lows um, and arguably some higher lows, although it's still right there. So the setup was get long to catch a swing trade opportunity, but stop out immediately. And that's the problem where people cannot stop out. They always say, well, let me, let me see tomorrow. Let me see tomorrow. And then suddenly you're down 40, 50, 60% in your options mm -hmm. and you're wondering what the hell happened. So a couple of ways we could do this, same thing. You, you do a debit call spread or you sell a put spread where you don't even need a rally to win. I don't sell naked puts in indices and ETFs. Um, I learned that from the flash crash. Nobody could explain it to me really. And so I was like, you know what? I can value the company and I say, okay, I will own that share at X price, but for the ETF, I don't do it naked. Just, so just would, for the point for the point oh one percent chance that some crazy shit happens. I mean, the, this is my yeah. family's money. I'm not going to risk okay. it on that. Fair enough. Um, All right, that's fair. So a credit put spread is a finite way to bring you some profits, even if the stock falls. So you give it room for error. So if you want to buy a debit call spread or calls or shares, you need a rally to win. If you sell risk below, smart, smartly placed risk based on chart knowledge then you don't even need a rally to win. So only one scenario would cause you money is a blowout crash. Um, doing both things puts the least amount of money out of pocket, which is also the most aggressive way, but it produces the best results overall. Uh, but doing them at the same time means that I know something I didn't know yesterday or the day before yesterday, which is not true. So if I'm trying to catch the falling knife, I start with one and then deploy the other once levels are broken. So I would start with a credit put spread. And then if I get granular and I see something broken to trigger a reason to chase up like this, if they take out of this out, they snap this 15 minute descending channel, then 
they might start to buy establish higher lows so now we're blending overall picture to finding the dips in specific stocks and taking somewhat a uh, fundamental basis for it using technicals to identify potential bottom and now we're using technicals to identify potential catalysts for the upside so step one stop falling here's the credit put spread step two you're going to rally if you take this out here's the debit call spread this is as you know as complete as a picture i can present to what one should be doing these days at least what i would be doing finding good quality stocks that have fallen to, you know into prior bases or have established new bases like this one okay you said you wanted to find out twilio it's the same concept yeah just re repeat this setup here the setup is i basically want to capture this box through this but first things first you need to hold that so i will start with the stop out level because that's the hardest part of trading people it's easy to take a trade it's so hard to get out of it because most people get crippled by the idea of either booking profits and seeing it run without them or booking losses early so if this fails yesterday's low fails i should be out you know i could fight it because it has support from way back then but i should be out and the debit call spread would be the mildest way of doing taking along uh, a credit put spread at, in the 245 area believe it or not on its own would yield about 12 to 15 percent uh, in return on risk and would leave your room from here to 245 for it to fall if you want to hold out the line um, the other way to capture the upset is a debit call spread i would not buy naked calls that's the fastest way to make money but that's the fastest way to lose money so unless you're like a futures trader that knows how to deal with that i wouldn't do it what would um, make you do that though what would make you come out and say hey i want to buy a call or buy a put i usually never buy anything unless i have a trigger on the chart um that's for me that's why i start by selling a put spread this way i'm already long i'm already participating with the upside like yesterday or today when the SPX was falling because I had clear levels, I sold the put spread at the money. I collected almost $2 for it. And then the rally happened today and it turned into 60 cents. So I buy it back. So that's capturing upside, but I didn't have a trigger upside. I had the support level. So I took my risk against the support level by selling a put spread saying we're near support. The buyer should step in on a five minute chart. And by the way, I don't have one chart for it. If I'm actively trading something like this, I would have at least four charts, four different time frames. If you have sub one minute, you have to have them. Um, otherwise, at least the five minute and definitely the one minute and then maybe 15 and 60 minute charts to see the, pro the progression of where the machines are buying things. So I've referred to machines twice already. If you don't have that in mind and you're actively trading, you're at a disadvantage already because you have to know what the machines, how the machines behave depends on the price action. So on a five minute basis, you can see where they're stepping in to buy. Something that I've noticed in you, that you always do this, Nick, is you always start with a daily. And then just when I think we're done, then you yeah. just throw, throw us a curveball and bring up an inner day or a 15. Well, or this is how it works. Like, give me a ticker. 
if somebody says, oh, what do you think of so-and-so? All right, fine. And hopefully yeah. it's Pounce. a ticker I don't know. Hopefully it's a ticker I don't know. Let's do Pinterest. That Pin- all right, we'll do Pinterest for Matt. Okay, Pinterest. I do know it, but I haven't looked at it in a while. So I, I when I haven't looked at it in a while, I'll go to a daily and I'll hit a reset. On TradingView, here's a tick, tip for you. Alt-R would just, if, like, if, if you were zoomed in or twi- twisted that way or this way, you hit Alt-R, it gives you one-year daily chart. Um, so... It's fallen out of bed. I started with the daily. I don't have enough information to know if this is support or not, right? Because if I look left, I see nothing. So I most definitely have to expand to a weekly to get a relative picture. So now it kind of makes sense. So if this was wrong and this was wrong, somewhere in the middle lies the truth. This is, I don't, maybe this looks like the 50% retracement of the whole rally from the bottom of, of the COVID low. So this would not be a place I would panic out if I'm still long and I'm not out. This would be a place I would nibble long if I'm in it for the long term. Nibble, not all in, because of this overhang of the whole market. If the market corrects 3 5%, 3 or 5%, this one will come down to 36 or 32. So while I'm here, I'm going to put an alert for myself to um, get long, personally. Okay, so I'm doing homework. Look and I'll that, start Matt. and I'll start I just looking got long. So, <laughs> oh, you did. OK, good. Yeah. So I put two alerts because this is a catchable knife. It's a quality company. The P&L is nothing wrong with it. Last time I checked the statistics on it, I don't think are outrageously expensive. And by the way, you don't look at a P.E. on a company that's growing fast. The better tell is a price to sales price to sales yep. because it grows the the they normalize these things normalize if they continue growing perfect example is zoom by the way this was the craziest reaction i've ever seen uh, not ever crazy reaction so zoom used to be 125 price to sales yet last year when everybody loved it mm-hmm. and then i kept saying what are you buying it's 120 you're giving it 125 years worth of credit right now so it's just not not a good situation now it's 20 so it's a bargain, and it has a two-digit PE. If you want to go PE on a growth two company, two digits. Yeah, that's, the, that, that's where the bar is, everyone. Yeah, back in the day. Well, <laughs> hey, that's cheaper than Tesla. So, and it's cheaper than Amazon when Amazon was a bargain. Okay, so okay. it's pretty impressive to have a low PE, a, a, a low price to sales, not a low, a reasonable price to sales, and a, a good PE, and grow your sales thirty-five percent and get better margins and then focus on the fact that you're, you know how they say, focus on 20% of your clients that bring you 80% of your business. Mm -hmm. That's what they're doing. They're 95% growth in the segment that is 100,000 plus. So there was nothing to be hated 20% down. If you bought the dip, you made money. And I think you're gonna make money over long-term provided the whole market doesn't crash. So Pinterest, I would sell a put to own shares. I would sell a put spread to trade that opportunity where I don't need a rally to win. I would buy a call probably at the money out in time and sell call against it right away, uh, like a diagonal or calendar, if you know what you're doing. If it's at the money, no, not a calendar, definitely diagonal. So, um, and here's a practice account for E-Trade. I'm not recommending E-Trade. I'm just telling you. So um, January, if you're willing to own the shares of Pinterest lower, they'll pay you a dollar. Uh, so a hundred bucks if you commit to buying a hundred shares at $37. So then you're long and the worst case scenario, you're, you don't own shares. 
you want to own shares and somebody's paying you for that. Um, and if, if worst case scenario is you don't own shares, you made money out of thin air, but I wouldn't sell this unless I actually want to own the shares. That's a huge, huge, important statement. Um, because that's how you blow up accounts, especially when markets are all time highs. You don't want to go out and be selling uh, puts everywhere. Where is my, okay. Uh, when markets are at all time highs. But if you want to own shares at 37 and you want to get started now, I would go out and sell a put to own shares. And that's the cluster where you would be owning it. So it had an explosive, whatever happened here, probably some sort of earnings report, matched the prior fail. They thought about it, they took off, and they're pretty darn close to that base. So you don't want to give them a little improvement credit. So this is definitely not a place to get out. And if somebody went long here, they're they're not crazy. Thanks. Yeah. What, uh, I, I I think that is not what you were expecting, but no, but, but it confirms they're, what you were saying. So. Well, what were you expecting? What was I going to say? I don't know. I, I mean, I, it, the chart looked horrible. I thought yeah. you were going to be like, absolutely not. Well, yeah. well, the chart looks horrible, but we went further back to see if there's an opportunity to uh, have support. And we saw the little cluster just below. That's why I would support selling a put spread, even at 40 with a tight stop. So this brings you money already. And if it falls below that, I wouldn't even defend the put spread. I would sell the protection leg for profit and take the shares. Because then all the quote losses on paper from selling the put would disappear with the assignment. So then your long shares with a break even point around 36, not a bad place to be. And uh, I can tell you it's going to find resistance at 47.50. And if they can get up above 49.20, they could get a bump to 52.50 or 55. You know, this is not going to be an easy gap to fill because of these little lines of resistance. This is a level resistance, another one, but also the machines are going to start selling it from 47.50 on on a bounce. So it needs some sort of a headline to go. Uh, let's do a couple here from the chat. Um, get a question about Palantir. It's, Ooh, it's in okay. the same group, tax loss harvesting, but I could, I, Nick, Nick, talk me into this one in January. Well, I mean, now for January. Okay, I did yesterday. I sent out a video of three tickers. This was one of them. Yeah. I said, Palantir has excellent numbers on the face of it. The people that work there sound amazing every time they represent the company. Uh, they are in the right arena and they have business with the government, which loves to overpay for stuff and business <laughs> with the commercial side. And the rate of growth is going faster and faster and then they announced recently of an acquisition of some contract if i did the math correct it's like a 25 to 27 addition um yep. to their um, sale revenue line for next year so on a yearly basis so if, if it actually comes to fruition so there's nothing to hate about it yet it's falling with the uh, if you noticed this pain was with the iwm with the i'm going to call them um arc like stocks yeah, that's it, fair. And there was like an assault on them. And today they're all catching bids. Uh, so this is, unfortunately, gets caught in it, including this spike. We were long into this spike. I said, I'm out. I love the stock, but holy crap. And then I sold puts in here and I made money. I sold puts in here. I made money. I would be long shares for the long term. I would catch this falling knife. However, you catch falling knives. I would start a position with shares and immediately put them to work by selling covered calls against them. If you don't know what that is, or if you're not willing to sell your shares, 
uh, do your homework, first of all. And if you're not willing to sell your shares, do not sell covered calls and or sell puts to own shares or sell put spreads to um, like like the Pinterest idea. Uh, buying calls is um, tricky because of time. So you better know what you're doing there. Put time on the clock and be close to the money or in the money because they will hold better on bad days. So the idea of you know the, the, the risk, if the stock was so deep in the money that the delta of that option that you bought call is high, it will behave like the stock. So on bad days, it will behave less bad than a, put, than a call that's outside the money because that behaves like an options um, leg all by itself. So it'll fall 40%, whereas the one in the money will fall like 10. So it would help you okay. stay long on bad days. But deb debit call spread, $10 wide, costing about $3. A good balance that will put you probably in a pretty decent delta in the 30s. Uh, so it's a realistic bet with time on the clock. Do both sell a put spread, buy a call spread, then you're out almost nothing out of pocket. And if you catch a rally, then you're making money out of thin air. So, all right, yeah, the, you, Nick, I feel like you're, you're optimistic today. <laughs> what I'm like, I'm optimistic every day. I've been saying buy the dip, buy the dip, buy the dip, buy the dip, right, September. Right. I said stay long, and boy, okay. did that play out. And yeah, right here, yeah. watch the RTY. You know, if IWM, let's go to the, not everybody yeah, watches. Yeah, please, because this thing, a lot of people. Okay, are look, 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 right here, right here, yeah, right yeah, here. I, this is I a trade for today. If you break this out, you're going to get to 232 or 233. But that also releases the SPY, SPX, ES, whatever you're trading, futures, uh, releases it to come to here. So that 47 SPX, what did I say? 4705 will, will be engulfed. So, I bought the 4705, 4710 debit call spread for pennies this morning down here, and I sold the credit put spread. So I, I'm free. I'm long for more for less than free. I got paid to be long. I, I'm, I'm with you here, so I don't know what that debit call spread is right now, but um, I don't know if my order's filled or anything. So we'll see. But there is one last point is 4699.40, that one right there. Uh, that's probably going to coincide with the Fed minutes release, and we'll see what happens. Oh, that's in a half hour, ain't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks. So thanks here's the, the thing about the Fed minutes. Here's the thing yeah. about the Fed minutes. They're the yeah. most idiotic thing we ever do. They, aren't, they already aren't they dumb. They're so dumb. They met two weeks ago. They told us what they they're going to do. We we asked them questions. They answered the questions, and then the week after, we had twenty speakers. Uh, 20 speeches it's, from these yeah. freaking fed heads and we still it's want so to know dumb. what they're thinking what i agree the with you nick it, it's I mean, so it's so dumb i hate I, the fed i've never understood so, it so here's what's the deal with this fed imagine if amazon every director in amazon came out and had a speech about what the company is doing we have a boss at the fed he speaks they make yeah. policy he announces it he answers questions why the fuck do we need to listen to these other chumps Okay, so there's no need for them to cause, speak. Because they, they have to in go one out, week. They have to go and, and they have to go and defend the policy. <laughs> and, and there's yeah. no need. He was drilled, you know, yeah. back and forth. There's I'm with no you. Need. The minutes, the minutes thing has never made sense to me. And um, it's past events. The minutes is like two, three weeks old, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right about that. You're right about that. Uh, Nick Shaheen, the author of the Benzinga <laughs> Options this is fun. Newsletter.
Yes, he'll be. He joins the show. Someone was asking where's Nick. He's on the show this same time every other Wednesday. Wednesday at one o'clock. Um, so we'll talk to Nick again in a couple weeks. Uh, Definitely. He's always he's always doing webinars uh, with with Rodrigo uh, that are also available on YouTube. Um, and Nick, tell the people where they can uh, find you. I guess if I didn't I'm know. all over Benzinga. You go to Benzinga, you'll find me there. Um, <laughs> if not, reach out to me. I'm Racer Nick. Uh, no, no K. Racer Nick, can you show that uh, on social media? Yeah, if you reach me you. there, even my email is out there too. If you want to reach me from through my email. At Racer but, Nick, Racer N I C. Yes. Nick, have a very happy Thanksgiving, sir. Enjoy I appreciate the corn, it. Same. Enjoy the cornbread. Oh, yeah. Talk to you again in a couple of weeks. All right. Talk to you later. Thanks. All righty. Um, Matt Kolb, thanks for hanging. Uh, you're, free, you're free to hang I for. Know. The, I want to hang for a little all bit. All right. We're, we're wrapping the show at two o'clock. So. Perfect. Okay, cool. We're hanging off for the half hour. Uh, the chat was just talking about the uh, like figurehead CEOs, about. Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates and all that stuff. Um, and I liked what someone said um, about uh, just the risk. You know, investing with, with these guys is, can, can be great, right? Your geniuses are the richest people on earth for a reason. But when you invest in the company with um, a figurehead CEO like that, and the, they're more than just the CEO, they're, they're, they're the face of the company, they're the face of the brand, they're the face of the product, uh, you, you get the risk of what happens when they leave, right? Um, sometimes when the figurehead leave, when the founders leave, it's not a bad thing, right? Alphabet or Google, right? The founders are no longer uh, CEO, and it's worked out fine. Um, Uber, the founder is no longer the CEO. It's worked out fine. Sometimes it does not work out, right? Microsoft, very famous example, did not work out. Steve Ballmer. Um, but now they're at all-time highs. But, but now, they have a, now they have a third CEO, and now it worked out. Um, it just took a while. Apple, it's more, it's more or less worked out, right, for Apple with, with Tim Cook. Uh, but it doesn't always work out like that. Um, and so that's something that you, that you got to think about is what happens when the figurehead CEO leaves the company. Um, it, it can be a hit or a miss situation. So yeah, I, I know be, what's up? I know I've heard from some people – um, essentially say that they would like Tesla's stock more if they didn't have like the the Elon Musk risk that you you have him being such like a volatile character. But then I think that takes some of the draw away as well if Elon Musk isn't there. So uh, it's definitely a good point. I know a lot of, of good investors that look for these like long-term 10 baggers look for founder-led companies, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm going to sure. tell you something about Tesla. Tell it's not a about car me. company. It's a marketing company. Elon <laughs> Musk is the greatest marketer on this earth, more than Donald Trump. He literally sells dreams, and everybody loves it, and they buy the stock, and the stock is trading at $1.3 trillion, more than the next 10 car companies combined. Can you imagine that? I mean, Toyota, Ford, General Motors, Tesla's worth more than the top 10 car companies in the world. Insanity. That's the times we live in, Matt. <laughs> That's the times well, we live in. 1999, I, I lived through those times, too. Come on. It's a different ball game. You don't know Who's that. Who's to say we're not in 1997, man? Or 96 or 95? Yeah, that's true. When, when, when did the irrational exuberance quote from Alan Greenspan actually get said? It was like mid-97. He was early by like two and a half years. Well, or maybe, maybe it was even before that. It could have been 96 for As we can see, the Fed doesn't really know what they're talking about. All right. <laughs> also a bad example, I guess, then. I'm sorry. I can't win today. You're going to win. I can't win today. Um, yeah, we all agree Elon is a genius. I, I actually, I, I'm in that camp, baby. I think if Elon was like, were, were to just become chairman of the company. And that you would like Tesla stock more. 
Probably. I kind of agree. I mean, honestly, like I that, that's like my big worry. If I go out and buy a couple shares of Tesla and Elon Musk does something crazy next week, the stock could drop 20%. You know, if you have like a more traditional person leading the the charge, then you have uh you know, you have like the the faith that okay, this guy's not going to go out and tweet something crazy or whatever. But like I said, it takes away from the draw too, right? People like Tesla for Elon. When people are buying Tesla stock, uh a lot well, yeah. of people are, are seeing that they're investing in Elon directly. Well, he still could be involved. I, I just sometimes I wonder. Sometimes I look at his Twitter and I wonder. Like, obviously, he is a more efficient, higher functioning person than me by a mile. Mm-hmm. But like, nobody who tweets that much. Like, like, what are you supposed to be doing right now, Mister Musk, when you're on Twitter? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just feel like it doesn't I matter. Mean, he's got a lot of great people at the company. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Obviously, obviously. Obviously. Hey, Luke, you want to come on the show today? On, no, Luke he just he... walked away. Okay, whatever. Luke's not he coming on today. Um, hey, it's 135. We're going to hang out for another few 25 minutes and then hop off. At 140, we're going to play the video. How's that sound? We're gonna what play... video for people that may have just joined us? Yeah, if you're just joining us, uh, it's been a while since we've done a, a man on the street video with Aaron Bree where he goes out and he asks people dumb questions and they give him dumber answers uh we recorded one last friday we had an event downtown here in detroit we had the christmas tree lighting and uh aaron Bree and our 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 uh, old trusty producer rohan went out on the street and uh talked to some strangers and got some good footage we cut it up into a video we're going to air that video right here on the show in four minutes uh ab has not seen it and uh, it's going to be fun. I've seen it. It's pretty good. It's six well, minutes kind of long. Seen, I was there, so I've I, I, I've seen the true you scenes. Li- I haven't. You seen don't need to cut. watch it because you lived it, Daniel. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying Tesla does equal Elon. When people buy Tesla stock, they're investing in in Elon. My point was just that for some maybe some more like traditional investors or shareholders, they might have that. Uh, they might like that they have a little bit more peace of mind knowing their their Tesla CEO isn't going to go out and like say something off color. That's all I was saying. True story. Yeah, if you have any questions for Matt about um, the institutional world, Matt's, Matt's very familiar with um, you know how that side of Wall Street operates. Uh, it's a great point he made before about fundamentals needing I mean, to needing to outperform the benchmark. Right. That's how if you're a fund manager, you're measured by your benchmark. Um, did you beat it or did you miss it? Um, yeah, Jonas, we stock, might we, we might upload the video after the fact as its own standalone video. Um, so if we do, we'll let you know. True story. True story. Yeah, Matt, had any uh, good conversations with anyone fun recently? You're always talking to fun people. Um, a lot of people are a little nervous. They're nervous. <laughs> yeah. Is 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 that the tone out there? It's yeah. A lot of the institutions they're nervous. Um, uh, there's 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 been a breakdown in growth and everyone's been chasing it. And biotech investors, let me tell you something. I, yeah. I I'm gonna call this right now. If you have biotech stocks you like, you should be loading up uh, into mid December because there's insanity tax losses going on. I'm getting crushed, but I keep adding and adding to to biotechs I like. It's been the worst performing asset class, and usually this is this is some great institutional knowledge. The, the worst performers usually become the best performers the year after, and vice versa, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so I wouldn't be going long Apple, Tesla, 
uh, AMD into next year, you're gonna want, I mean, people are selling indiscriminately right now because everyone has huge gains, right? Let's say you're an institutional portfolio manager. You don't want, you don't want your clients paying taxes. So you're unloading and biotechs have been the worst performers. Uh, now some technology stocks are getting hammered. So any of the ARC stocks, it's gonna have further pressure all the way through December. The good news is, and nobody really knows this, um, a lot of institutions year-ends are on October 31st. That's a great point. Yep. So fiscal year. Matters. Matters. The fiscal year ends October for the government and for many other companies, it ends it in October. For institutions, for retail, Anyone that's gotten crushed, I've, I've been taking a lot of loss. I have such huge gains this year. I'm taking losses in October and November so I could rebuy in December what everyone's going to chase. So biotech, I would be buying IBP. Wait, wouldn't you wait till January? I, I don't. No, no, because because people like me, we want to front load it. We know things are going to happen. Okay. You, you don't want to buy it January one. You got to get in before a couple. In 2018, everyone was loading up on stocks right around Christmas, or it was right before because they knew. I mean, next year was going to be strong on these things that got absolutely blasted. So biotech, if you'd like individual stocks, if you like the indices, if you don't want to play individual stocks, it is very risky. You can buy IBB, any of the other biotech indexes. I'd be loading up into December. Wow. There's a play. There's a play. He's trying to front run the uh, the post-tax loss yeah, harvesting. Options. You want to play it? You want to speculate on some options? You know, buy some, some longer-term data. Do you have, I mean, you know, you're very broad. You said bi biotech stocks. Do you have a uh, a type? I don't know if you want to share a specific one because I mean, they may be smaller, but do you have a type that that you look at? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at, at... In terms of market cap? Yeah, market cap specific stocks. In terms of market cap... Biotech is the most speculative, and, yeah. and there's so many things outside of your control, the FDA, you know... <laughs> Uh, but what, what I'm going to say is, is you find companies that have technology, so Alzheimer's. You want to find things like psilocybin for like antidepressants, like um, things that will be really good. And you look at the dates. There's Padufa dates. Uh, I mean, so I'm, I'm involved in a stock. There's a, 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 they own a hold. They're a holding company for eight biotechs. And I know nobody really knows this. One of their stocks that they own a huge position, 26% of the portfolio, has a Padufa in January, January 27th. So how would I how would I play that? I would. I'm going to know. And since the market makers don't know this, I'm going to buy some February options in the stock that is a holding company because if this does get approved. And I'm very confident it gets approved. The stock, my stock's going to go from five twenty-five to seven or eight, nine dollars. So, so I'm going to buy options because there's not premium, and because because the market makers don't understand. But when you buy the individual biotech, uh, this isn't a publicly traded biotech, but it was th that would be priced in. So I look for situations where I can exploit the market. Okay. All right. Well, don't tell us what that ticker is, because then we'll all know what, you, what you're about to buy. Well, I want to wait. I say I haven't yeah, bought it yet. Yeah. Like, I SPAC, mean, SPAC broker wants to know. <laughs> I'm not telling. SPAC. I'm sorry. I don't know either, SPAC broker. You can uh, just do some. And, and I'll tell you, I, I can't head it out there because because no one knows about it. And every day, you lose time value. So if the stock stays around 5 into January, late December, I'm going to pay a lot less for that option. So I haven't made the trade yet. And just to be clear, Matt does not know that whatever drug news they have is going to be good. He I, thinks he knows, but he doesn't yeah. really know. 
You don't really uh, so, know. So, so I don't really know, but it got fast-tracked. So when the FDA is like, okay, there's a need, right? They're going to fast-track a drug. This should not even be close to being even a Padufa, but yeah. they're fast-tracking it because the data is so strong. Right. So, so instead of it being a 50-50 shot, I think it's an 80-20 shot, right? Um, and I, I'd actually be shocked if it didn't get approved. Um, but uh, So here, here's the safest way to do it. Buy the IBB, buy some longer-dated costs, you know, any other biotech. Just Google biotech or medical device ETFs, and that's the safe way to play it. Oh, yeah. I, I'm with you on that one, man. Yep. I'm with you. And then if you have questions, uh, so, so the, the best thing to do uh, if you like a stock, and this is just generally, this is in biotech, you have to think like an institution, right? You need, you need information. Everything's about information. So let, let's say you, you come across a stock, a biotech, and uh, what you should be doing is, is reading the analyst research, right? A lot of great services are out there summarizing or putting out the analyst research. Get as knowledgeable as you can. Learn about the dates, which is a catalyst. I'm a catalyst trader. So I, 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 I literally find catalysts, and sometimes I won't trade through the catalyst because sometimes it's buy the rumor, sell the news. So, so I'll look for that catalyst. If the stock rips, I'll blow out, or you know, I'll take out half my position. And then, um, you know, I'll make a decision on the other half through the catalyst. Awesome. Yeah. Think like an institution that that also can be applied to buying, you know, adding or selling. Right. That's why people use VWAP because it's what the institutions use. Um, but yes, great. Always great thought. OK, uh, let I think it's a time, Aaron, to, to, to play our. You our tell me. Let's do it. I say we, we do it right now. Uh, I see it loaded up in um, in the studio. So this is a video, once again, that was recorded on Friday night at the Christmas tree lighting in downtown Detroit with Aaron Bree. Enjoy. Everybody, welcome back, Zinger Nation, to AB on the street, walking on the street. We're going to talk about the lights, the fires, cryptocurrency, and all. Oh, he hello. And time to hit the streets. We're going to be talking about the cryptocurrency that's powering the lights to the trees. Uh, many people here may think it may be Bitcoin, it may be Ethereum, but we're going to get to the bottom of it and figure it out which one it is that's making all this shine bright. Excuse me, sir. What, what, what do you think Cardano is? What are you doing right now? Cardano? Is that the alternate? Um, Wait, is the video is like lagging for anyone else? Yeah, yeah. it was kind of lagging for me. Rohan, what's going on, man? Rohan, do you want me to play it? You don't uh, have the latest file. Yes, I do. I can. Yes, I do. I I can get it. Yeah. What? Well, okay. Wait, hold yeah, on. Ro Let Ro me, Ro let me that, close some programs on my computer. I think it'll be it, okay. Rohan, was that your internet? Is that what that is? No, I have great internet. I think it's my MacBook. Like. Rohan, are you home or at the office right now? He, he's home. home. I'm a sick boy. Yeah, because he he doesn't have COVID, but we're we're not sure, right? Yeah. So hold on. I'm just closing know? everything on my laptop except for StreamYard. Who's calling okay. me right now? <laughs> uh, it's not Folks, we're gonna restart this video for you. Just just give us a second. All right. I think producer it should be Rohan, okay. producer Rohan, producing from home. We appreciate that. You know, things can't go perfectly, but we try. No, we try. All right. Tell us know. when you're ready. So far, we're off to a pretty good start. I think, that, um, I think that whimsical music that starts playing like after the intro should just be at the beginning so people know it's like, stupid. you know, yeah, fun and a joke. All right. Rohan, all right. the chat's saying to get well soon. 
Oh, thank you, thank you, chat. Appreciate you. Can Bro, you get better, like for Delta? Tomorrow? Delta. I'm, I'm gonna restart the video. All right. Oh, wow. Hello, Hopefully everybody. Welcome laggy. back, Zinger Nation, to AB on the street, walking on the street. We're gonna talk about the lights, the fires, cryptocurrency, and all. Oh, he hello. And time to hit the streets. We're going to be talking about the cryptocurrency that's powering the lights to the trees. Uh, many people here may think it may be Bitcoin, it may be Ethereum, but we're going to get to the bottom of it and figure it out which one it is that's making all this shine bright. Excuse me, sir. What, what, what do you think Cardano is? What are you doing right now? Cardano? Is that the alternate um, disease to Corona? Delta. Delta Cardano? Is that the, we're going to have to get a vaccine? Delta Cardano soon. Awesome, great, thank you. Excuse me, do you know what Cardano is? Cardano? Yeah. No, what's that? You take a guess, what do you think it is? Cardano. It sounds like an STD. <laughs> <laughs> you guess STD, no, you gotta guess. I don't know, a quirky name for like a car rental type thing. That could be it, we could start a car rental place called Cardano. It's a, a cryptocurrency. Is it booming right now? Like one of those meme coins. Are you guys gonna be asking for crypto for Christmas this year? Yeah, I mess with a lot of Bitcoin and stuff like that, but I've never heard of it. I have yeah. to do my research about it, but crypto is a thing. It seems nowadays. I see a lot of people investing in a lot of different currencies, but I'm not fully well versed into it. But if I do a little more research, I think I might ride the wave. If you need a place to do some research on crypto, go to Benzinga.com. You see that sign that says Happy Holidays? It's right, right there. Yep. We're out here, beautiful campus, Marshes Park, talking tree light, talking crypto, all things included. Word on the street with AB. Do you know what Cardano is? What, what is this? Free scratch-offs and free uh, coffee cards. All right, I'll take one if you answer my question, too. Cardano? I don't know. It probably has something to do with crypto, though. Oh, you're right. You're the first one to get it right. Congratulations. That was weird. I guess, is this scratch and sniff? I got a scratch and win. Um, and free coffee. Free Cardano. How's it going? What, what do you think Solana is? Very good. It's very nice. This is the best. The what, best. Uh, what do you think Solana is? Solana? Take a wild guess. Oh, wow. I would say it has to do with food. I'm gonna get what type of food? Ooh. Let's go Indian food. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> and so Solana is a, a cryptocurrency. Have you heard of cryptocurrency? Uh, okay. No. I, I got it. I'm more of a kind of a Shiba. Shiba dog. Shiba. Floki? What about Floki? Uh, not Floki. No. no just more of the Shiba, right? Which now. crypto do you think is powering this here light? Not that knowledgeable. <laughs> I don't know either. Happy happy holidays. <laughs> Find us on TikTok, Benzinga.com, YouTube, you name it. Those are some really nice people. So you got two phones for the cryptocurrencies? The two phones. She's trading all the time, I guess. What's going on in here? How do you think about Ethereum? I think it's great. I think it's the future, and I think everyone needs it. Mr. Patagonia. What, what do you know about Cardano? It's a new crypto type thing. Wow. You got a spot on the money. Oh, 
crypto punks. Is that what you guys are? What do you know about Solana? I have no idea what that is. She don't want to get hit to the money. Are you going to get her crypto for Christmas? That's a great idea. Your dog like Dogecoin? Yes. What dog-themed coin is your dog's favorite coin? The Rottweiler. What type of coin are you asking for for Christmas? No. Sir or ma'am? Sir. Sir? <laughs> I don't know. I think you dropped some crypto. Do you like Cardano? I like Guardianos. Guardianos must be, must be a new one. I haven't even heard of that one. The crypto media? Yeah, I don't do crypto. What do you think Cardano is? A car, a donut, a restaurant. I want some crypto for Christmas. You never get no Christmas. If you could have anything in the world, what would it be? The best way to spread Christmas cheer is with cryptocurrency. Wait, wow, cryptocurrency is really real. Oh, well, I didn't realize it was real. I, I heard of it, but I didn't think I had the money to invest. Floki or Shiba? I, I'm, I try to just stick with the one and only BTC. Between the cheeks? What did he say? <laughs> no. <laughs> Which cryptocurrency do you think is here lighting the trees? Oh, how's that happening? I don't know. Maybe next year it'll be crypto lighting the trees. Uh, we can only hope, I bet you. Would you do Floki, Inu, or Shiba? Um, neither. I'm Muslim. How, how do you think that Santa got all the other reindeers invested into crypto? What? I think you dropped some Bitcoin. Shit no, I'm, what do you think? Shitcoin? Shitcoin? No, no, sir, no. We're good coin. <laughs> Which cryptocurrency are you asking for for Christmas this year? Ooh, I got a, Ethereum. I love Ethereum. A good old ETH, right? Shiba or Floki? Uh, I know Shiba's kind of a joke. It did spike a little bit though, so I'll just go with Shiba. I would choose Floki. Oh, is there any reasons why? Uh, just because you chose Shiba. That's fair. Do you think this time of the year, next year, you'll be getting ready for holidays again? If my calculations are correct, yeah. That would be amazing. Very nice people. Dude, AB. <laughs> I don't know. What's, yeah, what's Kolb's take? I want to hear Kolb's take. You know I'm anti-crypto for the most part. I, I, there's certain ones like Bitcoin. It's going to be part of us forever. Just the way that you approached it. I don't know. I just, I was crying. Wait, I didn't even know the guy. He goes, it's a Muslim. Yeah, I, just, I mean, there, the the miners are the way to go. If, if you're gonna play, if you're gonna play crypto, get involved with the miners. They're they're the ones that are playing the commodity. Oh man, <laughs> that's great. Wait, let's see. We had somebody grab the mic. We had someone. I thought that some that guy was gonna punch you at the end um, when he said he dropped some crypto. You had a dog. You almost got bit by a dog. Yeah, that, that was, was crazy. That was good. That was good, man. That was good. What did you learn from that experience? <laughs> I learned that, you know, people, 
if you put a camera and a microphone, people will want to be interviewed, even if they don't necessarily know what's going on. <laughs> Did people feel smart <laughs> when you ask them these questions? Maybe. I, I don't know. I think some of them uh, kind of knew what was going on. Like, oh, these guys are just making like a dumb, stupid YouTube video. Some people were actually like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah. All right, that was fantastic. We'll, we'll definitely now that now that we have the rink behind us outside, uh, there's going to be people outside, you know, on a regular basis. Now we can start doing a lot more a lot more videos because uh, because the the park behind us gets 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 nice and crowded in the winter. So yeah, Smash I mean, Ro- like yeah. Smash I was just going to say like, Rohan and I had a lot of fun making the video, um, yeah. and I think it's like anything else. You know, the more we do of these, like the better they will become. And if anyone has any suggestions for us or feedback, we, we'd love to hear that. Um, but yeah, if this is something you like, you like the content, then then look out for some more. Definitely. Guys, smash the like for AB, Man on the Street. Uh, yeah, that, that was great. I didn't even see, I didn't see the new version, so I didn't see some of that stuff the first time. Um, it was very good, man. It was very good. Um, shout out to the, my, I think my favorite part was the two people that w- when you said, what is Cardano? Uh, when you said it's a crypto, they both went, oh, no, so that, that was my favorite part. <laughs> Too many people know about this. I just, I'm just afraid that. Too many people know about what crypto? crypto right now. I mean, it's just, everyone's talking about it. What happens if this thing implodes and all these people that don't understand investing just get absolutely slaughtered? Jonas so, is saying for a suggestion, we should add Luke. Maybe, maybe we'll do okay. a, a special okay. edition man on the street. Okay. We Luke. can do that. We, we can do that. What are we going to talk about for the last five minutes? Man, well, I don't know. What, what, what are we talking about for the first two hours of the show? I don't know. Um, it's got to be big. You know? uh, to your point, though, about too many people knowing about a crypto, I was thinking about this the other day. I don't know if we, not, not to say never say never, but like, I, don't, I don't know if we can even have another 80% drop in Bitcoin because there's just too many people who want to buy the dip all the time, right? I mean, like, what happens if there's some serious regulation? I mean, obviously, yeah, it's tough. We, we don't know. Like China is trying to, I mean, outlaw it like crazy. They did. They did. I mean, there was there was a big headline with India last night as well, or maybe a couple of days ago at this point. Yeah. And those are the two biggest. You know, they have the most people in the world. So. Wait, wait. I didn't see the India thing. What did it say? I don't know, but uh, <laughs> a couple <laughs> some India thing. I'm long India. Okay, very long. So India. am I. So am I actually. Wait the 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 INDL ETF. Is there's a bunch mean? of in, there's a bunch of India ETFs out there, but um, before COVID nineteen, India's economy was actually growing at a faster rate than China's. Um, like twelve percent, I think. Yeah, and uh, China's was like eight or something, and they're both or they both were higher than the U.S.'s. The U.S. actually, the projections coming out right now are, are showing that our GDP growth is supposed to be better than what was expected pre-COVID. Um, so I find that very interesting, but always looking for in these like emerging markets for investment opportunities. And for a while, it was China is the biggest emerging market, but I think India is the next one. Um, yeah. India is the hottest stock market right now. I mean, it goes up. I mean, I've been doing a lot of research because I'm involved in an in, in India-based stock. And a lot of these valuations, companies are going public there at 10, 12 times sales, where back uh, years ago, it never even came close to that. So uh, India is a market. To Wait, I saw, I saw Rohan <laughs> enter in audio. I saw Rohan sneak in yeah. here as well. So, uh, I mean, basically, it's similar to the China situation. They're just stating that they have a, they proposed a bill with plans to ban or outlaw uh, private cryptocurrencies. So I'm sure they'd have like a 
government one or something like that, similar to China's situation. Got hmm. it. Not very bullish okay. for crypto there. No. Um, R- Rohan, should we, are we are we bullish India here going forward or what? Why are you uh, asking Rohan? I, I know from like... <laughs> yeah, <what the> heck? <laughs> he joined. He, he wasn't here. He had he color is. on the crypto headline. Oh, <laughs> but I, I will say this. I will say Sorry, this. Sorry, Rohan. If you, I mean, I've always been bullish uh, on India, like entertainment wise, like anything in the entertainment industry, uh, just because like, I mean, you look, you watch a Marvel movie now and every single one has some sort of scene in India. That's for a reason. True. And it's a huge growing market. So there is that. True. True. Yeah. I think I, I I think. Go ahead, Aaron. I was going to say, maybe we need to do some content from Benzinga to try to break into that audience. Hey, listen, I have to go to like three weddings in India next year. So if I want to camp out there and just make some content, sounds good to me. Let's do it. Um, before right. we wrap up, I've, we've got a couple uh, news headlines, kind of breaking news that came out during the show. Uh, hold on, let me find my little handy. This is per uh, Nigerian. I don't know which one. I'm just going to share Doesn't it on. Matter. One of them. Doesn't matter. One of them. They're, they're basically the same person right uh market rebellion we zoom in on this tweet the nfl has agreed to a 790 million dollar settlement with the city of st louis uh to me this isn't great i was hoping for like a multi-billion dollar settlement that the nfl would not be able to pay so that they would have had to give st louis another team uh, if you're watching the show yesterday we had eric grubman on who grubman who was at, was at the nfl i don't know what his exact title was but we talked about it a bit yesterday uh, the other headline that came out during the show was that the people involved in the Ahmad Arbery case were convicted. So, oh wow, yeah. Oh look, it's there right there go. on Twitter too. All yeah, right, that is big news. All right, the last thing I'll add, and I just put it in the chat, and I'll put it up on the screen: Benzinga Pro Black Friday sale. Woo. I don't know when it ends, but I'm guessing it ends. If not Friday, then like at some point over the weekend. But that means you've only got like two days to get this price. So check out the link. It's in the chat. I just put it in there and it's going all day today, tomorrow, obviously Friday because it's Black Friday. And uh, that may be your your very last chance. It is our big, our, our, our biggest sale of the year, our best sale of the year, uh, quite frankly. Uh, so Check that out. And follow me on Twitter, MSUMAK. MSUMAK. Wait, Jay Rice saying Fed minutes now? Is the Fed? That's coming right now. Yeah, but we don't really care. We, we, we've already established that we don't care about that. Okay. Okay. Oh, I, I was going to talk about that too, the job numbers that came out this morning just real quick. It was kind of like a catch-22 because the job numbers were so good that stocks were trading down in anticipation of, okay, now Feds are going to raise rates because you can raise rates as long as unemployment is going down. Um, and then of course, if the jobs number was bad, stocks probably would have been down too. So I don't really know what you, what, what, what the ideal situation there was, but it was just interesting. The the number was bad. They'd probably bid the market up because they think, oh, the, 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 uh, rate hikes aren't coming if the job numbers were bad. Well, that's the whole feds policy is they need jobs. So they have inflation and employment. Those are their two things. And if employment's in the shitter, they have to, you know, keep rates low. Right. And that's what I'm saying is they're okay with raising rates as long as that's uh, in tandem with rising job growth. And, uh, you know, so I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. Maybe maybe you're right that if the jobs numbers were bad, stocks would have actually been up. But either way, I thought the number that came out was very bullish for the overall economy. 
uh, just could hit some equities as, yeah, that anticipation for rates rising uh, continues. All right, we got to wrap. The roadmap is live right now. It's our NFT show, everyone. We're obviously off tomorrow on this show. We're off on Friday, so our next Bending Alive won't be until Monday. Um, Matt, have a happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for hanging out with us today. AB, same to you. I'll catch you later. And uh, everyone else, I'll see you on at the close. If not, have a happy Thanksgiving. You as well, Spencer. Keep Keep us updated on your travel situation tomorrow. Maybe live tweet. Like, give me a tweet right when you get to the airport. Give me a tweet once you're through security. We'll do it. And then one more. It's going to be like five in the morning. But all right, I can do that. I can do that. I know. I'll be up. All right, everyone. Catch you later. The Roadmap Live right now. Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today.